Hello everyone, welcome back to Escape to the Cinema. I'm David and I'm joined by my good friend James. Hi there everyone. This week we've got some movie news. We've got the Dune trailer has just been released. We've got a, a Rick Moranis ad with Ryan Reynolds. Daisy Ridley talks some Star Wars backgrounds with her character that have been altered so many times that she's a completely different character than what she signed on for. And we've also got a new No Time to Die trailer, as well as Saint Maud, we'll be talking about that as well. So James, what did you think of the Dune trailer? I liked it. I thought it looked really, really good. I, I'm i not too familiar with the Dune story. I'm the exact same. But it looks amazing. <laughs> it looks, it's, uh, it's crazy how good it looks. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite believe I hadn't heard more about it or seen more about it. The only thing I'd seen before watching the trailer was I've seen a few kind of stills shared online, uh, taken directly from the trailer. And um, yeah, so... It, well, it didn't really, not that it didn't match up, but when I watched the trailer, I just thought, this is massive, this is mega, whereas a few of the stills was more just pointing out the cast, Aye, so I didn't kind of know now. what to expect from the trailer. It's just, the, the whole scope of the thing's crazy to me, how big it looks. It's, yeah. it's mental. Obviously, it's Denis Villeneuve, he's done uh, Blade Runner 2049 most recently, that's his kind of last film he's done. Um, he's also done Prisoners, Sicario. I love Sicario. Sicario's good. Uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I probably first noticed him. That was kind of the film that made me... Uh, the kind of visual style has. Like, yeah. He's done um, Arrival, that's the film I was thinking. That's probably my, besides Blade Runner, that's my kind of second favourite of his. Yeah, I like Arrival, but I feel with Arrival, it's one of them films where uh, it's kind of like the usual suspects. When the, right. kind of, when the twist is, is ruined, or not ruined, but when you when you finally find out the aye, kind of aye. twist at the end... I kind of not ruins it for you, but you kind of don't really need to go back and watch it again. I get you. I I, I just I, I kind of connect to the story quite well, I think, and I've watched it about three times, and I think you just kind of look at it differently each time. But yeah, it's definitely one of my favourites. I, I think I've seen it twice. Uh, once in the cinema, then once uh, a few months after when it came available, obviously outside aye, the cinema. Aye. And yeah, see when you when you know what, what's coming, it's not it doesn't ruin the film at all because it's a great film, great cast, great acting, visuals, everything, but mm. just kind of knowing what happens Aye. takes away the, the the kind of fun of it. I think I, I had a few people saying they really struggled to understand it, like they had to look up explained videos. Oh, and, really? Aye, and I was like, no, you sound like a dick, but I thought it was fairly obvious. I thought it was, like, bit, I, I thought it was fairly straightforward. Like, I thought it was a good kind of twist, like it kind of it caught me off guard. I didn't really see it coming, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even though it might be kind of obvious to other people, but I thought it was really well done. I always so. sensed something was going to happen. Aye, aye. But I definitely didn't nail down the twist. No. But, um, no, I'd recommend that if you've not seen it. But Yeah. Um, did, no, he, uh, did he direct the second Sicario? No, no. Um, I, I don't know who directed that, but... I no, think just because they are... They definitely feel like massively different films. Just the kind of... The tone of them as well. Aye. It's a very different film tonally, I think, and the kind of story structure they use. So, yeah. Aye. He's not made a film I've not liked. Like, well, Blade Runner 2049 is one of my kind of top 10 films, I'd say. Aye, I would agree with you. I'm probably up there with Like, Obviously, I love the, the original and it's been very kind of influential to me, but I, I, it's just better. Yeah. <laughs> In I, every way, I think it's absolutely. better. My, uh, my dad's a big Blade Runner fan, and I remember when... It was me and you went to see it in the cinema when it came Aye. out, and kind of when I got home, my dad was asking, "No, oh, like, how was it?" And I just 
said to him, I said, this is, this is fantastic. It's better than the original. And my dad was like, no, that's blasphemy. <laughs> right. Can't be saying stuff like that. And then when it came out and he finally watched it, totally changed his mind. Mm-hmm. I think he's now a bigger fan Absolutely of that than I. I think he's probably watched it 20 times. Aye. That's the thing. Like, It's obviously not fair to take like, the technicals. It's not fair to compare those just because of the time difference. Yeah. But I think everything... All the problems the first had in terms of the kind of pacing and the character issues and stuff, they just improved upon it. And I think it's basically one of the one of the best sequels ever. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the they they just got everything right with Aye. this. I thought it was just fantastic, and I I love the kind of the wee kind of false twist when you kind of believe Aye. it. Aye. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, no, um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. All the Ryans. Uh, when you uh, when Ryan Gosling's kind of character, you you also believe that he's. I kind of feel his pain, like he's yeah, like, the, the wee wooden horse. You're aye, like aye. you're like oh, this is and then kind of twists and turns around. But no, I, I thought it was really really good. And like they, they don't, you, you could basically go into it no knowing a thing about the first film, and you'd still you still get it. It doesn't rely so heavily, but it kind of connects quite nicely to it. I would say. I like it as well. Um, Ryan Gosling kind of opens up a little bit more in that role. Aye, aye. Before that, the kind of big films I'd seen him in was uh, Driver mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Aye. Mm-hmm. And he plays a very kind of moody, doesn't really, uh, kind of acts without acting in a way. Like he just. Aye, uh, it's like that kind of monotone, no monotone, but like stony face type yeah. guy. Like, aye. And when you kind of first start watching Blade like, 2049, you think aye. you're going to get the same performance out of him, but. He gives so much more to this character. Aye, he is very versatile. I think he just often kind of ends up in those roles, which isn't a bad thing because he definitely suits them. But when you yeah. see him in stuff like obviously La La Land and yeah, The Nice Guys, he's got so much range. I think I've made this point before, but he's definitely one of the kind of best actors I'd say working. Right yeah, now. just now, yeah. Aye, uh, definitely. My kind of favourite um, scene from Blade Runner 2049 is. Uh, the scene when you first get introduced to the kind of holographic girlfriend or aye, aye. Uh, I joy girlfriend aye. isn't it yeah mm-hmm. joy uh there's a bit where he goes outside and it's right it's just so good i just think that's it felt very like no no ground well kind of grounded because it's obviously very futuristic technology but it felt like a kind of the bit when the kind of loading screen comes up and he's getting a call it feels yeah. like a kind of apple device and you're like you can kind of see it going that way do you know what i mean uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're just at the kind of VR stage right now, but Aye. certainly, I mean, holographic technology will be there. But you could see the, you could see the kind of progression to that point, where it kind of still links back to what we have just now in terms of the interfaces they use and stuff. And yeah, I thought that was pretty well done. Actually, I liked that. Yeah, it's actually quite funny because uh, you mentioned the nice guys there last week in our in our recommendations. Well, we were talking about uh, Unhinged. Uh, we were talking about the kind of films that we've we've liked and we mentioned nice guys there Aye. so anyone listening we're a, big, we're a big fan of the nice guys Aye. i would say go watch i think it's is it on netflix right now no um, taking off again i think it's been taken off again to be honest Aye. i'm sure you'll get it on amazon you'll be able to rent it for like three pounds uh exactly uh i mean you could probably even buy it on dvd somewhere for in the probably five pound sale or something Aye. at tesco i think it came out the same time as I don't know if it was Captain America Civil War, but it kind of came out at a pretty bad time. So. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I I mind seeing tons of stuff online. Oh, it's a it's a hidden gem. Aye, you got to check it. Aye, aye. I'm thinking to myself, this film was great. Uh, <laughs> I was I was kind of disappointed to see that it went unnoticed. Ah, it's unfortunate, but 
I suppose if it gets a wee cult following, it's yeah, that is good. But kind of similar to Anchorman, that was the same. That wasn't very successful. Now it's like a, a kind of cult favorite. The first Anchorman's really good. Aye, I didn't even watch the second one. I've like, seen it, but not to pay attention to it. It was on in the background, and I can just tell you, it's nowhere near as good. There's that kind of there's a cut of the first one that's basically a second film as well because it's like all alternate takes or whatever all right i don't i've no watched i've seen like i think i watched the first 10 minutes on youtube and then get taken down but yeah it looked pretty funny but going back to the kind of june trailer i thought it was, it was great it's what's his name is it timothy charlamay charlamay i think that's how you say it is that how you say it i've um i've seen a, i've seen him in a few things i watched him on a uh i think it was a sky movie like a Aye. typical kind of teen drama movie right and I wasn't convinced. Uh, and actually, I read a, read an article after watching the the June trailer, and it was about how it's kind of not a conspiracy, but they're, they're trying to say they're trying to push him to be the next kind of leading man, the next Aye. kind of Brad Pitt. Right. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because this is going to be his biggest film, I think. Well, it looks like he's kind of the kind of top villain, as in yeah, he looks like the kind of the kind of lead role. Like, yeah, so. yeah, and. It'll be interesting just to see how, how good he is. Seeing our, our Jason Momoa popped up in the trailer as well. Aye, aye. Kind of displaying a kind of brutish character as he always does. Aye. I think he, I think he just needs to have the right role to... I've not seen him in anything that he's kind of stood out in yet. I've not um, seen him in anything where he's not punching someone in the head. Aye. I think that's the main issue. Aye, he's got that kind of... I don't know, like... I've not watched Game of Thrones or anything, but... Or surrounded by CGI fish. <laughs> like he's, I don't know if he's maybe that kind of... He's a better actor than like Arnold, for instance, but he's, he's maybe going to be that kind of. No, but Arnold's not a good actor. He's like, do you know what I mean? What? No, I love Arnold. Like, obviously, <laughs> I love him. Like, I'd take Arnold all day, put him in anything, I'm going to love him. But. I say, have you seen. Oh, is it Maggie? Have you I've seen not that? seen Maggie, but I've heard he's pretty good in it. I was going to say, like. But, like. <laughs> Arnold has range. Well, he's more like. Arnold's for all the catchphrases and stuff, and he's a big action guy, so maybe he's going to be that kind of. And he'll maybe find a wee kind of. Going after my heart here. I'm very defensive. I need to make it clear that I love Arnold. <laughs> like, Total Recall's amazing, so. I would definitely say he's a tier above Jason Momoa. You think so? Oh, absolutely. It's just. I don't know. Jake, Jason Momoa could pull a tennis ball out of his nose. <sighs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> Aye, you've convinced me. Right, that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, I just think that Jason Momoa probably needs a shot at films that aren't. Like I said, just punching some dude in the head. I think if you put him in the right role, he'd maybe surprise us. But yeah, you know. I like him. I'm not hating on him. Like, I, I, like, actually, I, don't I like him it. as a person. I've watched a few kind of interviews, and I think he's actually dead chill. And he uh, seems like a decent guy. Yeah, he seems like that easy to get on with. But um, no, I think he's quite typecast because he's a big guy, a muscly guy. Aye. And uh, yeah, I think he's just getting put into these kind of repetitive roles. And the same thing's happening in June, by the looks of it. It's just like he's kind of a, kind aye, of looks like a fighter. And, which is a shame, but at the same time, if you know that he can deliver on that, safe bet. Aye, it could just be the kind of, he's getting cast in big roles, or was at the time because of like Game of Thrones like cred sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but... No, I think, yeah, if you look at kind of the Game of Thrones kind of roster of actors, they've all, pretty much all of them have went on. Aye. I mean, in our, in our featured film... Uh, this week, Maisie Williams. Uh, she's got top billing, she's not even the main character. That's it, and she's literally, obviously, again, kind of found more fame from Game of Thrones. Like, So, yeah, I can see why they chose him. Uh, 
quite easy part because he's quite topical and popular right now as well quite easy to recognize in the trailer aye and i think it's that sort of film obviously really kind of hard sci-fi from what i understand and it's hard to get kind of a certain audience into that apart from the kind of movie geeks and stuff so it's the same with Dunkirk, like they put Harry Styles in to get the younger crowd in. So I, just, I, I yeah, I, I know that's why they did that, but, I, I but I Harry Styles was pretty solid. I like, I like him in it as well. Like I don't have a problem at all, but that I, I think that is why they do it, just to kind of. Do we know the uh, the budget they're playing with for June? I have no idea actually, but I'm assuming it's like a hundred billion dollars for the trailer. <laughs> like, I'm literally gonna check because see when you if you watch the trailer, it's quite literally a who's who because everyone pops up. Aye, aye. It's got probably the biggest cast. This year we've seen in anything. There's like Josh Brolin, um, Dave Bautista, obviously Jason Momoa. Um, it's a massive cast. Is it's out next year, isn't it? No, it's uh, 18th of December so far, 2020. But obviously it's subject to change with what happens with the virus and such. 200 million. Not bad, eh? It's I lower mean, it's, than I thought. But... It's a big budget, but it's not as big as I thought it would be. Interesting. Anyone else pop up in the trailer that you thought looked interesting? Um, obviously, like like I said, Josh Brolin, I like him as an actor. Um, I, it's, it's such a massive cast, but he's playing like a kind of, from the trailer, he's like doing a kind of training sequence type thing. Yeah, so he's like training up the guy, yeah. Aye, so I don't know if he's a kind of mentor type character or something, but... I always like him. I think yeah. he's good. Hey guys, instead of this being a massive sausage party, why not mention the amazing female cast of the movie too? It includes Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Charlotte Rampling, Sharon Duncan Brewster, and many others. Try to be more inclusive, you fuckwits. Held him back to Blade Runner 2049, uh, Batista. Batista Aye. pops up in the trailer. Aye, he's that kind of actor, like, if he was always in the wrong role, you would just think he's a big brute guy, but... yeah. He's he's got a lot of range as well. Like he's he's quite comedic and absolutely. See in Guardians too. Oh, absolutely phenomenal! Like that is sort of the comedy in that is brilliant. Aye, it's not even like I was going to say subtle. It's nothing but subtle, but it's <laughs> not nothing like subtle. But it's um, I don't know why it came to mind, but it's like so it's like sneak up on everyone. Aye, aye. <laughs> but it's so it is. it's so great. Good. It's such uh it's kind of natural comedy. It it almost feels like it was kind of it was Batista that again. That could be funny with anyone doing it, but it, it's almost as if Batista was the one that made it. I can add something to it. I yeah. think it's because you see him as this kind of big muscly guy and you're like, oh, he's not going to be funny like that. He's kind of yeah. a meathead, but he's really not. It's, aye. I, I like him as an actor. At the end of the uh, the June trailer, we see what looks like a, an evolution of one of the monsters from Tremors. Tremors. <laughs> I was going to say Tremors. Aye. Absolutely. Aye. It's this massive Arthworm-looking thing with like a million teeth. I don't know what the... Like I said, I've not seen the original... Um, David Lynch version, but um, I've heard it's a bit of a slog. I've heard it's quite messy. Like um, I don't know if I mentioned to you, like I, I heard certain screenings they um, gave it like a wee book to explain the backstory. Like it was sitting on the seat so people could read it. That's too. horrendous. I'd hate that. So I mean, that that aye. to me tells me that either one he doesn't think I'm going to understand this film, aye, or this film is needlessly overcomplicated. And the studio have cut it so much that <laughs> yeah, you exactly. don't know what's happening. Aye. I think it had a pretty beefy runtime as well. Is it not like up at three hours or something? I think so. I think Aye. it's around the three hours or just over. So if they, I mean, I'm hoping we get the same length of film from this. I think we'll need it. I because I there's nothing I hate more than a film that feels rushed and uh, it's, it's terrible. Kind of what pops into my mind there is Aye. over the weekend I watched Gravity again. Oh yeah. No, Gravity is only eighty-two minutes long. Aye, and that's including. 
the trailer, the, the credits, credits at the end. Aye. So you're talking about 75 minutes. What's the film? For aye. a movie about a space disaster. I, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't mind the, the film itself. It was on TV and I, I just kind of decided to watch it. But that just isn't long enough. I mean, I was a big fan when it came out, but it, it's kind of got a lot of backlash and it's one of the films people have went back to and went, this was actually quite shite, but yep. I still quite like it. Um, it's, uh, I think it's, is it Sandra Bullock? Yeah, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock I, I just never get on board with her character no. at all. I always kind of wish that, that she drifted off and George Clooney. George Clooney stayed there. <laughs> I think it's... See, the thing that scares me is, like, no scares me, that sounds weird, but... Oh, dude, it's okay. <laughs> no, don't look, I need comfort. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, like, obviously that looked so good at the time, but imagine what things are going to look like to the point that looks really shite and dated. Well, that's the thing. So that, that looks good for the time, but the... Uh, the scene in particular when she's on the ship and there's the kind of fire breaks out looks, looks terrible. It doesn't look good. Is that the bit there's like wee chess pieces floating about and yep. stuff? And, and she like she bangs ahead and like that that isn't a good looking scene. Like Some that, of it, does it honestly stand looks out. like a, a cutscene from a from a video game. Aye. If you compare that to the kind of opening of like Ad Astra, for example, aye. That's spectacular. That's that whole film. film looks fantastic. Aye. We have a lot of love for that film, even though a lot of people kinda but hated on it. I getting away from like the actual kind of storyline that I just mean visually that I film visually, pulls aye. that that pulls it off better than Gravity does. Aye. And Gravity won an Oscar for its visuals, didn't it? I believe so, aye. I think the sound design and the score as well, from yeah, what aye. I remember. I still like it. I don't hate the film or anything. I, I don't hate it, otherwise I wouldn't obviously have watched it. But I do I, I kinda I do have a bit of an issue with it. Aye, aye. I mean that's fair. Obviously your opinions do change when you go back to things and it's just for me it's just the runtime. I just feel like in the opening 10 minutes, you go from kind of wee quips from George Clooney to next thing you know, this the debris from this Russian satellite, whatever, is coming racing through, tearing everything up. One of the other characters you're introduced to gets killed off straight away. Immediately. Aye. And I'm just like, Jesus, we're 10 minutes in here. <laughs> aye, that is true. I mean, going back to it, it's kind of, it's very rushed and the dialogue feels like they spent so long working on the whole thing. I think it was like four years to bring it together. Yeah. And you're like, you know, done another pass in the script. Like some of the dialogues, like I think he says something like, "Um, I was in the trailer." He's like, "Oh, just, America's just lost their Facebook or something." And you're yeah. like, oh, "Come on." Yeah, like, it's, like, oh, it's like, "Oh, that's uh, the the Midwest lost its Facebook." Yeah. Aye, it's so bad. <sighs> no, so if if June is anything, if anything less than two hours at least, I will be disappointed. Aye, I mean. I'm obviously up for a big three-hour epic, which it kind of looks like it will be. So just because I, I want to get invested, aye, aye, exactly. And I, I find it quite hard to get invested in any film that's sub one hour thirty. Aye, I mean, for me, there is a lot of films I like that are kind of in the ninety-minute range, like um, the Hugh Jackman film, The Fountain. I don't know if you've seen that. No, that's kind of. That's close to one of my favourite films as well. All right. Folk will be like, oh, he's a wanker because it's dead arty farty. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just quite special to me and that's only 90 minutes. So I think it really depends how they pull it off. If it's like big spectacle and you know really want characters, then yeah. fair enough. Oh, but, I mean, I, I know I just made my, my point, but uh, Disney, Disney kind of breaks that kind of point for me because a lot of Disney movies, obviously, because they're aimed at kids, they are a shorter runtime, And aye. I feel like they, they build character connections and emotions really well oh, yeah. but i just i don't know see looking at the, looking at a trailer for a film you kind of have an idea of how long you want it to be in your head oh. and i want june to be something i can really sink my teeth into i want to 
I want to feel like I'm in there for a while getting to know what's going on. You think we'll get like a, this will be a kind of part one sort of thing? I think, it, again, unfortunately, I just reckon it's down to money. You think so? So I reckon they might, I, I reckon they've probably thought about it already. A lot of the studios do. Aye, aye. But unless it makes a certain kind of kind of budget cap, I don't think we're going to see that come to fruition. And like, based on the size of the book, I don't know how they can get that into one film, unless they've just completely stripped back the story and done something different, which obviously could work fine, so... That's it, I mean, a lot of directors get hate when it's based off a book or a series. Aye. But, you have to remember, like, soon they take on a director, it's that director's kind of interpretation of what's going on. I always look at it that way, aye. So that's why, again, um, even though they're not great films, like, when the Hobbit movies came out, a lot of people had that complaint. And I really, again, I didn't enjoy the films as much as I li- I would have liked. Aye, but I didn't so. have that complaint because I think you give the director the chance to make the film he wants to make. That's the way I looked at it. It's, it's an interpretation. You can't just completely make a book for the, like, word for word. Some, yeah. some stuff just doesn't work on screen. Like, I think I've said about The Shining before, there's, like, obviously Stephen King, it's well known he hated that film. Yeah. Because it got changed so much, but there's literally parts in the book where a fire hose in the wall comes to life like a snake and jumps oh. at Danny and there's these hedge monsters like the lions and stuff and they attack people and that's going to look ridiculous on screen so there's a whole lot of stuff in the Stephen King books that have been made into films that you just can't put in the film I exactly you what I mean can't. I, mm-hmm. I mind reading up about the kind of uh, it, Aye. it uh, the, if you read the book the way they get out the bloody sewers oh Aye, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very suspect group love scene Aye. And there's no chance that's getting put in a movie. No. It's just brutal. Like children, it's just mad. <laughs> I know, it's, it's so weird. That Honestly. That so, surely the publisher must have been like Stephen. Aye. This isn't a good for your image. <laughs> I think he like, loves cocaine. It's like, like kind of well-known for... I think, like, well, I think um, what was it? There's, I mind watching uh, an interview with... Well, it might not have been him, but it was someone who worked closely with him. Aye. And apparently... There's a book that he wrote that he was so off his head on coke and acid that he didn't actually remember <laughs> how the, I, how, what the book or how it ended. Oh, really? So, <laughs> so it's, I mean, mad, man. Great stories, but yeah, I'd certainly think that, um, I think The Shining that we got is actually really good. I, I think he's a good ideas guy, but not so much. Yeah, not everything lands. Aye, not everything. Like, a good good amount does, but he's that kind of guy when it's good, it's good. Like, really good. And when it's bad, it's ridiculously terrible. Yeah, I think um, with with June, if the if the book it's based off is, like, 2,500 pages long, Aye. and he cuts it down to, like, a two-and-a-half-hour film, but the film's really good, Aye. then see if the, if the kind of the, the writer or the kind of team behind the book come out and criticise that, then I, I just don't think it's a fair criticism. no. I mean, right now, Denis Villeneuve, he's probably, besides Christopher Nolan, they, they two are probably my favourite kind of directors working yeah. right now in terms of their originality and the way they make stories, or tell stories, I should say, and their kind of philosophy on practical effects and stuff like that. So I, I, I can't really see him, unless it's just an absolute mess. I can't see it being yeah. really bad. So No, I think um, I think it bodes well. I think it looks really good. And 
it gets you excited watching it. it certainly gets you excited. I am. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, it'll cap off the year quite nicely. Yeah, so. I quite like the idea of it as a Christmas release as well. I think Christmas is a kind of new summer for a lot of things. Like yeah. Obviously, Star Wars kind of moved to Christmas, and if you've not seen the trailer, I'd recommend watching it. Yeah, check it out. It's been out for a few weeks now. I think, uh, maybe two weeks or something. So something like that. You are kind of get get it watched and get excited for it, or. Get it watched and think that looks pants. Aye, if you're not a sci-fi person, then I like. I can't imagine recommend this to my mum or dad. They'd be like, no, what's this shit? A, sci- a sci-fi is a weird one. Like it's kind of, it's it's always so popular. I think if people kind of if they really dislike sci-fi, they, they just won't give things a chance. But no, if you don't tell someone something sci-fi, like Inception, what well, technically a sci-fi, it's like yep. a sci-fi heist film. But if you tell someone it's sci-fi. They'll be like, oh no, I'm not watching that, but if they just watch it, they maybe won't, won't even realise it's sci-fi, yeah, do you know what I mean? So. So, so I I think it just depends on your preferences, but I'd always say give stuff a chance. Yeah, and well that's you, it, I mean, aye. you can't you can't, you can't criticise it unless you're giving it a chance. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're the type of person who does give yeah. most things a chance, so, aye. Except from our Six Underground, just, <laughs> you can just trust me on that one, it's see i'm gonna watch it i need to like keep up on the joke so <laughs> honestly that's gonna be my joke forever i actually just don't understand how enough that film got that's the made. thing that confuses me ryan reynolds he's obviously very self-aware and really kind of sharp and clever with his humor but he just seems to pick pure shite projects and shite projects. But then make a fool of himself for being in shite projects so yeah unless he just loves money which I'd be the same. I'd I think he does because actually a few weeks ago he sold his gin company. What is it, a gin company? Yeah, so um, Aviator Gin is uh, Ryan Reynolds' company and he sold it for 500 million. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, massive. Aye. So clearly, clearly he has a lot of money, but clearly he's not ch- chasing the paycheck, so he needs to pick bloody better films. I think he's the kind of. I don't know, I just like him as a celebrity. It's just funny. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've seen that first kind of trailer of there's a new film he's in where he plays a video game character, like an NPC that becomes I like self-aware. Type. Self-aware. I'm just going to grab the name of it because it will bug me that I don't know the name of it. I've seen that trailer a while ago. Or like a kind of wee snippet from it. Um, I don't know if we saw it in the cinema, actually. Or if I'm just making that up in my brain, I don't know. Uh, no, it's been on the cinema. That's where I first seen it. His actual upcoming projects is actually ridiculous. Is by it the bad? Way. I'm looking through IMDb, and before I even get to get to what I'm looking, it's a free guy, free guy. It's called free guy. All right. But <laughs> I'm just checking on IMDb, and before I even get to that, there's about I, I kid you not, there's about twelve upcoming projects after that. Is that say Deadpool three, or am I just? Yeah, yeah. It says Deadpool three, uh, a Christmas Carol. Jeez, another one of them. Uh, Everyday Parrington Tips, uh, Imaginary Friends, Shotgun Wedding, The Rosie Project, um, quite a few Untitled, oh, Untitled Netflix, Time Travel Project, that's going to be terrible. Is that six underground, but the six turns in the infinity sign? So like... <laughs> yeah, <and>, hi, <laughs> infinite underground. Hi, infinite underground. So yeah, he's got a lot of stuff coming up. Oh well, I mean, he obviously likes to keep busy, so. Yeah. I'd be, I mean, see if I was like... He's a, I'd say he's a good actor, but if I was kind of thrown into that sort of typecasting and yeah. Deadpool and stuff as well, I just want to make money. I know it's really weird, right? But he's got like a very like I know it sounds he's got a very like Americanized face, <laughs> and I can't <laughs> actually take him serious. I couldn't take him serious in like a sad role. 
I'd, Aye. It, it always kind of plays like I, I can just maybe it's because of Deadpool not recently, but that's the sort of character I see him always playing, like well, good like skin, good hair, like I look too good looking sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just uh, I think that's I think for me he's kind of got limited range. I get you. Aye. I mean, I do like him, but I don't know if it's more because I find him funny outside of things, you know. Yeah, he's funny and he does funny well, but um. I'm never that excited about anything that I see upcoming that he's in. I mean, apart from Detective Pikachu, that was good fun. Detective Pikachu was good, only because you only really see him at the end for about 30 <laughs> seconds. That's true. Um, I, that always confused me that he's the Pikachu and that doesn't even, I'm not even getting into it. It's no, got, it's exactly. like, that, that I, is a... That, that, <laughs> see, once you start going down that line, that film has about 900 plot holes, so... I, I mean... They done pretty well the first half, and it got a wee bit convoluted for yeah, exactly. a Pikachu film. But, but it was still overall good, good to still watch. Still fun. Aye. But, um, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, that takes us nicely into a wee kind of a nice wee sweet point. Just a wee we think to talk about for a second. Um, he's done a mobile ad. I think it's a Canadian mobile company. Yeah. From I'm assuming because he's Canadian, and he's uh, brought back Rick Moranis for the first time in well, I think 1997. He took his acting hiatus. If anybody doesn't know who Rick Moranis is, he plays Louis Tully in Ghostbusters. Uh, he's been in the Flintstones films. Um, what else was he? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk the kids. He's he's one of the faces you just know who he is. He's been yeah, so much. Yeah, dead goofy face, the big kind of thick glasses. Just uh, basically pops up in every eighties film like Spaceballs every, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't oh know yeah, Spaceballs. That's it. Probably his most famous one. I, yeah, absolutely. I don't know why I went straight to the Flintstones film because that's the fucking worst thing ever. It is the worst <laughs> thing ever. But it was great when you were young. I was younger. I, I. But um, no, it was just nice to see him come back. He just kind of had like a wee two minute, not even two minutes, like thirty seconds worth of screen time, and he's like, he doesn't look. He's obviously aged, but he looks the exact same. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it's so he's, weird. I, he's he's got that kind of even during his kind of short film career. He always looked the same. Aye, and it was sad because his wife died in 91 from, from cancer, um, and he just basically took a break for acting to raise his kids and stuff, so... That's wholesome, I like that. Aye, it's sad, but it's nice he's kind of coming back, and he's always said to people, I think he showed up at conventions and stuff, and he's just said that he's just not had the right project given to him, and he's not rushing back for, like, just to sake it sort of thing. He's, yeah. d- he's done some voiceover work, I think. I just wonder, like... I kind of wonder what the story behind that was. Like, does Ryan? Do they know each other personally? Do they? I think. Well, they're both Canadian, and I think he's just obviously Ryan Reynolds has a lot of kind of influence. And I don't know if he's yeah. just kind of said maybe he has personal friends with him. I don't know, and he's just like, oh, do you want to come and do this advert? No, I I did. I watched I watched the the advert on YouTube after it came out, and it's just sweet. It's you know, just, it's just exactly, a nice thing. It's, it's just nice. And yeah, if, even if we don't see him back in a acting capacity, it'll be nice to see him back. It, I kind of involved with some projects. Cause... Well, he's he's signed on for a new Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot, um, just titled Shrunk so far. All right. And it's there's very little information, but Joe Johnson, he's the original director as well. Yeah. He's like signed on apparently, but it's all very, no sketchy information, but it's just IMDb. So yeah. I don't know, I, I could certainly see that. I, I think there's an audience for that. I can imagine it'd be quite popular. Well, that's the thing, it's kind of, was it late 80s or early 90s? So there's that kind of 80s nostalgia plus the kind of our, yeah. our generation who watched it on Disney Channel and stuff. So Making it, I, kind of films from that kind of time period can pop back up 
and had be pretty successful exactly so because of that kind of novelty factor aye so th- there's basically two generations who'd probably well they'd definitely go to the cinema so aye if they did it right that's something I'd be quite into seeing because yeah. I, like, I like the first one aye same I think I, they made three I think the one with the baby's a bit stupid uh, I've only ever seen the first second one like Honey Honey I Blew Up the Kid it's called which I thought was a really poor choice of words <laughs> for the title like, I don't know if they kind of were playing in that fact I don't think they were but I know it'd be nice to see him back I think I don't know if 2003 was his last kind of he'd done a voiceover part for Brother Bear the oh, animated film. film aye so Brother Bear is a great film aye, Wack- kids Wacking films Phoenix doesn't aye. get enough aye. credit aye it's really good it's kind of um, it is Disney is, it, is that right um, oh, that's a tough one. I think it is Disney. Um, yeah, I think it is. By Joaquin Phoenix, he plays the, the younger bear, is that right? Uh, I think so. Oh, you know, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I just know it's a film from my child that I really like. I just remember seeing him in an interview for it, and he's like being pure weird with the, the woman who's interviewing him. That's just him, though, isn't aye, it? Aye. I mean, aye. weird guy. Weird people are usually good actors, also. Ah uh, yeah, I've actually seen that. Um, he got he got offered a contract this week oh, really? to make two more Joker movies. See, I think it. I, I don't know if I read it correctly, but I think they said it was worth a hundred and fifty million. That's. I mean, it sounds a bit right. Cause it. I think it grossed over a billion. So. Yeah, as in that's what they offered him to do two more movies. Aye, like that's the thing in my mind. That film comes across as just a kind of one off, one done. Aye, it's yeah. own sort of thing, and I don't see how you can. Uh, he. He's just a guy at the end of the day. Uh, he's not even like supremely intelligent or that in this one. Aye. So it's not even as if see the way the way that kind of film ends. I, I don't see how they can they can make a continuation of that story. Well, there are all these theories that he's not the actual Joker. Like he inspires the main Joker for Batman, and okay, there's all the, obviously they're just theories, but I it's that sort of like severely mentally ill character. Um, you just kind of see him, I don't know, evolving to a point where he's going to beat up Batman. No. <laughs> you know ha- what I mean? Absolutely not. Because he's like pretty old. Is it? He's like maybe f- 40s and meant to be in the film. Yeah. So Or like very late 30s. I don't know what age he's supposed to be. Unless somehow there's a tie-in with the Batman. I mean, there could be, but they've always said it's its own universe. So Yeah. No, I was I, just, I just thinking about what's coming out and trying to work out in my head what how that could be connected to anything or like I don't think they will but because of its success they could they might twist Matt Reeves arm a wee bit and be like oh put Joaquin Phoenix Joker in your film yeah, yeah. like I don't think they will but I wouldn't be surprised if they did sort of thing he is a good Joker he's not the the traditional Joker that I kind of like I prefer because uh, um, I grew up watching the kind of animated Batman I, I quite like the super intelligent kind of always kind of head of the game joker mm, with a kind of kind of bang comes with the gun and <laughs> and I, I, obviously i liked that heath ledger kind of had that kind of cross between supremely intelligent but chaotic evil aye. so i certainly I did, I did like joker i did like his performance as his obviously depiction of the joker but aye. it's not for me a joker that again challenges batman or aye. has any other standings in anything really because Realistically, <laughs> he could just get battered of anyone in the film. I get battered off like three kids at the start, so <laughs> exactly. You know, but I it could just be he kind of creates that symbol of like a super villain, and yeah. But I mean, who knows? 
I don't really see where they're going to go with another three films with that. Yeah, I need to look up to see if he like has accepted or another two films. I should say sorry. Um, even at a stretch, maybe one film, like he escapes from jail or something, and yeah, or gets broken out of jail by like a crowd. Aye, because they obviously see him as like a hero. Aye, I just don't know where you go with that character. Though. Like, what's he going to do next, sort of thing? How do you spell Joe Quinn? Oh, like Joaquin, you mean? Yeah. Um, but it's like it's got the J at the start, isn't it? Aye. So, so it's sorry, I'm being a dick. Cause I'm, it's something I actually know how to pronounce for a change. I'm doing phonetics because I'm, I'm trying it's like J O M A E, I think. I don't know. No, it's J O A Q U I N. I Q I D. Just I want to check to see on IMDb if he's actually, if they've kind of said that he's going to be in these films. Yeah. Um, Joker two. Or like that's one of those IMDb upcoming right. projects list already. I mean, if they had a decent story, I, like like I say, it's Warner Brothers, and they're going to just leave it. They're obviously going to make another one. The film does they make a billion dollars, and they go, "All right, that was good. Just do something else," you know. Yep. So, and the the, the thing is, the, the what to just recreate it exactly oh, to make the money. Absolutely. So, but I mean, the people involved seem very passionate about it, and if you've got someone like Joaquin Phoenix, who seems a bit kind of very involved creatively, I don't see yep. him just signing on to. Is something very generic. So, only thing that annoyed, only thing that annoyed me about Joker, and it's it's an unfair criticism of the film because the film itself is very good. It's just a lot of people that don't watch good movies came out of that being like, "Whoa, that was so Whoa. deep." I mean, what a social statement. One of the the biggest, the, the sorry, one of the funniest kind of comments I seen. It was on some review website. I don't even know if it was like a user or a actual reviewer, but they said something like. If you've never swam in the sea, of course you'd think a swimming pool was deep. Oh. And I was like, aye. You know, I kid you not, right? It was actually co- comments like that and posts on Facebook that put me off seeing this film when it came out. I didn't aye. actually see this film in the cinema. Oh, oh I remember I was, that. Aye, aye. I, I was so... I was just like, nap. I'm like, I'm not joining this kind of crowd right now. I was... I, I did aye. that with a few things. I, for me, sometimes... Again, I might sound super hipster here, but for me, sometimes... See when there's like mass kind of loving of a film Aye. Uh, but I don't feel it's like not that it's not genuine but I feel like it's just people jumping on a bandwagon Aye. I get put off seeing would, whatever project it is I did the same with Breaking Bad I was I watched Breaking Bad really late actually yeah, yeah. Like, I, I only watched Breaking Bad for the first time like maybe two years ago Aye. I was like maybe f- three or four years ago but um, I done the exact same thing it is that thing about being a bit contrarian which I definitely do but yeah. it was the same with me for Wolf of Wall Street like oh really I all the kind of people who like you say don't usually watch good films not that that isn't a good film but yeah. they were all like oh this is the best film ever and I'm like are you like it because a guy's like sleeping with these women and snorting cocaine at their arse and like do you know what I mean Like, which is class I mean, <laughs> which is class but not a lot of time for that I. But um, don't do drugs, kids. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> Unless it's Margot Robbie's arse. Or <laughs> then do all the drugs. Aye. <laughs> um, so I was the same with that, and I eventually watched something. Like, it's a good film, but... It is good. It's just, you get put off with folk, like, oh, it's the best thing ever, and I'm like, mate, Jack and Joe's your favourite comedy, what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I had that similar reaction to um, See the, the Old Guard, and we spoke about it in a previous episode. Hi, but, hi. Um, <laughs> i seen it on Facebook, someone... Someone put up the poster for it and they, they legit put up that it's the best film they've ever seen. Aye. Aye. The old guard. Aye, old guard. Well, according to my first review, he I was gave the it same. A seven and a half, but which I altered. No, I legit, uh, they, they put up it was a, uh, it was the best film they've ever seen and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, that's I've the person seen. right there. 
comes out a joker it's like <laughs> society is the problem but uh, you're like, on your phone too much it's people like I, I saw people writing posts like it's such an amazing depiction of mental health and i'm like but how like you you bully a guy, then he goes about and shoots everybody. Like, <laughs> aye, I mean, just, aye, exactly. You wouldn't you wouldn't describe a school shooting as that. Aye, so and that's like, essentially what happens. Aye, so aye, I I just think people kind of it's not oh, it's not generic film, but it isn't as deep as people would. No, it's would not. Think. It's surface level deep. Aye, it's something that which isn't a bad thing. It's it's just I don't. It does it well, but yeah. We've, just, we've got trailers on right now and I've just seen the new Pinocchio and it's freaked me out. If anyone wants to play a drinking game, see every time we say we've got trailers on in the background, take a drink, you end up smashed by uh, the end of the podcast. Absolutely pushed. That's so creepy, did you see that? The... Yeah, the, um, what's it called, Pinocchio? I mean, I don't know how else you do that. Nowadays, Actually, it's but... one of them films, I think, that's going to come out and everyone's going to hate it, but oh, for certain critics, good. it's going to be fantastic. I mean, it could be good, it's just that kind of uncanny valley where, like, CGI wooden person yeah but I mean how? like you said unless it's animated how enough do you actually depict that aye because people are going to, going to buy like a kind of rickety puppet these days you know what I mean no. so. but going on to our feature film this week went to the cinema to watch New Mutants New Mutants directed by Josh Boone and we've got quite a big cast actually we've got Maisie Williams Anna Taylor-Joy Charlie Heaton Blue Hunt is the actual main character but she's kind of like fifth in the bill and it's not even ordered appearance which is yeah. strange to me um, and obviously we've got is it Henry Zaga as the as Bobby oh, he plays a kind of the Brazilian uh, son of the wealthiest family in Brazil or something in the film and Alice Braga as Dr. Reyes I, I get those names mixed up because they're so Zaga and Zaga and Braga uh, uh, it's so, so, so close but um uh, so start with some positives. The cast, like you just said, for me the cast was a big positive. Aye. I liked the cast. I thought they were all I thought they were really cast good. really well. Uh the acting all around was was okay. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, no, I I did I, I had a kind of conversation uh with my girlfriend. She went to see the film before me Aye. and uh she did mention that she thought the accents were really reaching. Maisie Williams has this um, it's definitely more of an Edinburgh vibe than a, any other part of Scottish uh, Scotland vibe, but I thought, you know, I think everyone can admit how hard a good Scottish accent is to do. Aye, and you've heard some terrible ones in films. Chris know. Hemsworth, Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> Was he Scottish in that? Aye. <laughs> or Honestly, um, and then see in the second one. Aye, we just got to do one, accent. No, no, in the second one, they're both Scottish. Chris Hemsworth and Jessica Ch- uh, Winters, Winters War, the second one is called. They they both, Jessica Chastain and Chris Hemsworth, have Scottish accents. Oh, Hers is slightly, sounds slightly more Irish than Scottish, but... They are rotten, so Maisie Williams did an okay job. I think she had the be inflections and stuff done pretty well. Yeah. Like, it came across quite good. Like, like I just she's thought not, she was Scottish. Like, Merida and Brave, but she's good. Aye, aye. Like, I, I was pretty... Like I say, I don't think you'd notice if if you didn't... If you maybe thought, oh, is she actually Scottish? I think you'd be surprised, so... Uh, to steal my girlfriend's joke, she said that uh, Charlie Heaton's voice was like the tow truck in Cars. Oh, mate. <laughs> and what I was mean, his name? Uh, Texas. Kentucky. I always like Texas, but Kentucky. Aye, Kentucky. Who doggy? Uh, the um, I like I said it's it's reaching Annie Taylor Joy has this kind of very stereotypical Eastern European Russian accent. Aye, that's a big hit right now. So I think it is. <laughs> she used to talk to Kenneth Branagh just to improve it a wee bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't need mess too much. <laughs> throat. <laughs> throat. It's in the throat. No, so, yeah, again, interesting that they actually tried to give the kind of actors a challenge. Aye, aye. But, um, yeah, for me, it does, it's not off-putting and it, it doesn't take away from the film. Well, for me overall, it was, I think the film overall is pretty disposable. Like, yeah. The, the, the horror elements just aren't as scary as they should be. And it's a 15, we should say. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, went, I had no idea it was a 15. Yeah, you, you literally turned to me at the start when it came on. And, we, again, 15 is... You expect a lot more from a 15. Because they can get away with a lot more. I think Joker was a 15. So they can aye. clearly get away with a, a blooming lot. Like. Aye, there was a lot of fox in Joker, I'm sure. Aye, and there's also quite gratuitous violence as well. I mean, that kind of went over my head. I enjoyed that bit, so... I <laughs> uh, like me and you love sudden outbursts of violence. Aye, though. aye, more so than other people, but... Yeah, I think um, when <laughs> when me and David went to see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> we, uh, if, if, if anyone listening has, has seen it, which I hope you all have, the, uh, the bit at the end... Where... I think we nearly get arrested coming out of that. <laughs> <laughs> the bit at the end where the kind of hippies break into the house and <laughs> it's just the can gets chucked off her face Absolute and carnage. mashed into the phone. Me and David were sitting there howling. We couldn't stop laughing, but we were the only ones in the bloody cinema <laughs> laughing. Everyone's probably thinking, are these guys I, are the bad. Are they supposed to be laughing at this? I don't Hi. know why. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> but, like, I couldn't control my laughter. I was laughing for oh, like no. 10 minutes after. <laughs> it was one of the ones where even when you were trying to, you thought, all right, I've laughed out loud a bit too long here. I need to try it. But you're still kind of sitting there and you were like, your whole body's kind of jiggling, I, laughing. And it takes a lot for me to really laugh out loud. So, like, yeah. it's just, it just keeps going. Like, she gets. She falls in the pool and he can't hear him. She's like, shooting the <laughs> and he goes in and gets a flamethrower. Honestly, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's it's hilarious. I think the guy in that's called Texas. Is he? Tex. I think that's what the... Tex, aye. Oh, aye. It's like, no, he's dumber than that. And he's standing there, aye, aye, aye. I aye, Tex, that. that is it, aye. But yeah, you don't get any of that in New Mutants. There's no kind of big violence. There's a wee bit um, when Maze Holmes' character kind of turns into the kind of wolf or dog. And she's scratching up Alice Bragg's face. Well, that's the thing. You see this dog running about at the start, and I just thought it was a guard dog, but... Yeah, I presumed it was as well. I thought... It turns out it's her. I thought it was going to intercept uh, Blue... What's Blue? Is it Moon... Moon something, our character? I keep going to say Moon Shadow? I keep going to say Moonshine, but it's Moonstar. 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 Moon, all right, so she like, kind of makes a run from the compound at the start, um, or the kind of facility... <gasps> And you see this dog running, like, kind of towards her, and you think, oh, it's going to kind of... stop her. Or, I, or, like, drop up and attack her. Aye, or, aye. But, um, no, it turns out later on, you find out that it was just Maze Holmes' character. But you don't actually see her turn into a wolf until later. But she, like, turns into, like, a human-type wolf and a proper dog as well. Yeah, you only see um, you only see her turn into the, the dog once, do you not? I think so, aye. It's a shower scene with the... I think you're right, aye. I think so. But... No, the scene, I mean, talking about kind of transformation scenes, this film's very hit and miss with its effects. Very hit Aye, and miss. very much so. There's um, there's parts that I liked uh, and there's parts that I really didn't like. I think um, I went to say Tex again. Kentucky. Ooh, okay, okay. He does this thing where he's... Um, Just think fried chicken, Dave. Fried chicken, aye. Texas fried chicken. No, i <laughs> <laughs> So, like, he can do this thing where he speeds up and, like, zooms through people and... Yeah. Um, his effects look pretty good. I thought they did look good. Yeah, Aye, they they kind of stood out to me as the kind of best. Um, and Anna Taylor Joy, she kind of she can like manifest these weird powers and create a sword and armor and stuff. And it didn't look bad. I think they kind of spent all the money on her for the trailer. Yeah. you see the sword come out and stuff, and 
I think it's where the money went. So I think the money went on the kind of the shadow bear kind of creature at the end. I I actually like the I, I like the effects on that you want. So the bear kind of stood out to me is just like big CGI monster thing. I like I said before, I love a big monster. Well, aye. So no, uh, the um the what's the Brazilian's boy boy's name again? Oh, Bobby's character. Bobby, I. His kind of powers, kind of we've seen him before, like a human torch, kind of can go on fire, but a bit more lava esque. Aye. Uh, they were quite cheesy. That's something that you've seen in they like even a that Doctor good. Who over the years. Aye, like it just isn't. It isn't up to par. His face, like the stuff, looked like it was not tracked right to his face. It was yeah. kind of like wobbling about, and they might say it's part of the effect, but I think it just looked a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just. It was just very disappointing, especially when you consider that they had so much time on this film. Aye, cause it's I because again I'm not just saying that because of coronavirus. I mean they they literally started filming this in 2017. 2017, aye. So I don't know how long the shooting was, but it's definitely been done by 2018. And I yeah, I think they had reshoots that they didn't use in the actual final cut. So they've been working on it for a good while. So. Absolutely, and that that to me is what makes it so disappointing. It really does. I think. I can understand when a film feels rushed and it was rushed, but I cannot understand when a film feels rushed and they had, what now, almost four years. I, I mean, most of the character things you don't really, you don't feel connected to them, but the, the kind of relationship between Rain and Moonstar, like... It's rushed, but it's good. It I, does work. It is, it is rushed, but you, it does feel quite natural. Like, yeah. You can understand they like each other and stuff and they're in this confined space and they get along really well and... I thought that worked really well, but it, it was pretty rushed. Um, and they tried to do this kind of breakfast club type montage with music, and yeah, that's aye, just kind of it's just yeah. kind of thrown in there. And uh, for me, it didn't didn't work in breakfast club, and it certainly didn't work. <laughs> it didn't in this work film. here either, and it just feels a very out of place. And you're know, like, why are they doing this? And then it's basically Moonstar's power is she doesn't even know what it is, but she can she can like manifest people's greatest fears into like physical. Yeah, physical things basically. So yeah, it takes your greatest fear, and makes you kind of relive it. Which is a great premise for like a confined horror film, which it kind of wants to be. But then it had aspect, it had aye. it had chances where it set it up, and you thought, oh, this could be something. Aye. The the bit in the uh, uh, Charlie Heaton in the mine shaft plays in. It's the only fast kind of goes down there. And you don't know what's happening, sort of. Yeah, thing. I thought well, this has a this is quite creepy to begin with, aye. but it doesn't ever come to anything. And uh, the kind of cutscenes where you see Anya Taylor Joy's character when she's younger, when she's kind of getting kind of set on by these what she calls the smiling men or the, sm- the smile smilers men. or something. Like that. Yeah. We assumed they were like kind of Russian mobsters with the tattoos and stuff. Yeah. Now again, like you might watch this and think that's, that those monsters make no sense. They're, they're obviously her memory. So Aye, she's made that in her mind of these monsters, like yeah, like kind of abusing her. They look about ten foot that. tall. They've got Aye. huge long hands. They've got um. Like they've got like face masks on that just have big smiles on them. And then they're actually really well done. They're actually, really creepy, aye. Yeah, they, they they wouldn't be out of place in a Del Toro movie. They are really good. I and like the the CGI in them is like pretty flawless. I'd say it's not really. Yeah. The, obviously, practical would be nice, but they need a lot of them running about and stuff, and it doesn't look kind of cheesy or no, plastic. I, I, I actually quite like those scenes. Aye, and like they take the masks off and they just have like gaping eye holes, just like no eyes and stuff. Yeah, and, and like, big kind of. It's kind of big, scary kind of mouths. I like kind of almost like dinosaur teeth, almost like yeah. big overlapping teeth. I like they were really well done. I thought, um, but I think that they do withhold a lot of information. So, like maybe three quarters of the film, you've no idea 
why these things are happening. And no, and that that is for me that's another kind of point that the film really let us down on is you never get enough backstory from the characters. No, no, they, they kind of just you get these kind of wee piecemeal bits of information about like oh I killed my dad in a mine by accident then Bobby like killed his girlfriend where because obviously his powers turn into fire he accidentally like wandered to death or whatever and then Anya Taylor Joy she killed all these Russian guys or whatever they are uh, she, says, she says she keeps keep saying it she killed 14 men aye all together uh, aye which probably were all of the kind of I'm guessing the abusers aye so they, like, they've all killed someone and Maisie Williams killed a priest who like um, yeah who he branded her with a branded her on, the, on a kind of back shoulder when she first turned into the kind of wolf or dog creature at one point they're, out, they're in a shower it's like in a communal shower and Moonstar's like oh is that better than a tattoo what's that and you're like aye and come on it's aye. kind of pretty obvious come it's on. what does it stand for and you're like she literally told you at the group therapy that everybody thought she was a witch <laughs> and she's got a big W branded in her back so I mean no, that was a wee bit kind of janky or probably that bit probably shouldn't have been aye probably but now overall my my overall rating isn't so good my over, I gave this film a, a, a 4 out of 10 I gave it a 4 out of 10 as well exactly Definitely um, not. Do not. Do not need to rush out and cash this in the cinema. It's you'd get just as much out of this watching it at home. I mean, the biggest flaw for me is they give you a baby dragon for five minutes, <laughs> and it's. I just went 150 minutes to a baby dragon. 150? No, mate. The whole film's an hour and 34 minutes. Right, give me an hour and 50 then a baby dragon. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, yeah, again, that was never utilised or even explained very well. Because like, it just kind of she. I guess that's her, her like comforter. That's like, her like comfort toy. She carries this like um, bird around. Like a a lot, not what they called. What's the flying dinosaurs called? Pterodactyl. Yeah, it looks like a pterodactyl. Um, a cross between that and a crow, kinda, but it doesn't look like a dragon because yeah. it's got a big beak, and then it turns out a puppet's actually like a wee dragon. It is a wee dragon, yeah. And it's so cute. It is cute. And you're like, so can she just create these things and bring them into the real world? I think what I took from it is in that limbo world, she can do anything. Right. But I think she can't bring anything back through it. That's why I quite when she's in the end when she's fighting the big shadow bear creature, she brings it into limbo for a wee second. Ah, right. And then obviously comes back to the real world. So but that's the thing, the wee dragon was in the real world, like is that just an extension of her power, kind of like floating about? Or? I think so, I don't know. Again, these things just weren't explained, and that is that is definitely to the film's detriment. Aye, because they've got plenty of time to explain it. Well, they could have had plenty of time, but... They could have had more Baby Dragon, like, yeah. that's what I wanted. After I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I've been missing out this whole film. <laughs> no, it's quite a, quite a shame as well, because I believe they, they, they were kind of hoping to kind of leapfrog off this film to make... I'd assume uh, an extended so, kind of universe, but unfortunately, kind of reading up afterwards, Fox is kind of cutting its ties and. Ah, they've just well, they've obviously merged with Disney, and that's kind of took a toll in the state of the film in terms of getting it cut and having yeah. the release dates. It's been held back, and there's been weird contracts where it's had to be in cinemas for a limited amount of time before it can go into streaming platforms, and just a whole load of mess like that. So. They've finally put it out and it's going to end up on... I think it's HBO Max it's going to end up on. Okay. So I don't know what our UK equivalent is to that or if we can get HBO Max. Oh, uh, you can get HBO as uh, on like a streaming device. Oh, well, um, that'll be the same not, then. I don't think it's on regular telly, obviously. Ah, right, I see. 
But no, because this is obviously this. Uh, if he's born following, this is part of the now super extended all over the place X Men storyline. Actually, I. This is an X Men film, technically. It's technically the this slain is the kind of last X Men film. But oh it really? Have, it should have been the sort of well in terms of this universe, yeah. but I because they they link to the Essex Corporation at the end. They do. They, they hit, well, kind they, of they, they, yeah, they literally say because Essex Corporation is what founded this facility. Aye. And they hint throughout. She's like, "Oh my superior, you can go love at his um, she doesn't say facility. She says like he's I can't remember." But she be, you basically think it's Charles Xavier, but it's the Essex Corporation, so... Uh, it's kind of... They were obviously sent up at the end for sequels. Yeah. Because they'll survive, and then they're like that to her. Um, she's like, oh, thanks for saving me. And the team are like, oh, no, you saved us. And I'm like, aye, because she made the bear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like me setting a house on fire and running in and saving everybody and going, I saved you all. Oh, I Do you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> I feel like this film almost uh, felt as if... Say, for example... Um, Marvel wanted to start their own streaming service, like what Disney Plus have done. This feels like a project they'd release just to that on a stream, just to aye. get folk in. Aye, because it is like like you say, it's a very contained film, and it, it could have been just a kind of they could have done it as a kind of episodic thing. Yep, you know what I mean. I think it would have made a really good series. I like because they could, like we say, flesh things out and develop characters more. Because you've got quite a few characters, and it's just. Aye, you just get nothing on them, so yeah, you just don't really care at the end when they're trying to fight to survive. No, you, so. you you don't feel really anything. You don't feel any like angst or like oh no, I hope he, I hope he makes it or you don't feel that at all. You kind of also because it's a because it's very nice. The whole film's quite nice in Aye. terms of even though it, the trailer promised to be this kind of dark, uh, almost horror esque kind of film. When it starts, you realise it really isn't that. So I didn't actually think that anyone was going to die. Nah, I never felt like, apart from like Dr. Reyes, you kind of know she's some, there's something sinister going on. Yeah. And um, she does die in the end, but that's the thing. She's create, She creates force fields, and she's created a big force field over the whole facility. Yeah. So my, my question was, I think I've mentioned this to you, is, is she constantly putting focus into this force field? Yeah, I mean, because that is like massive. Like, it's obviously goes goes over the whole thing. When you try and run away, you run into it like it's a solid wall, and you see her use the kind of powers again um, to kind of hold the kind of whole team down in uh, in Lab Five, whoever it is, where they get rid of the patients that aren't deemed kind of good enough or or too dangerous. The kind of analogy, like a dog getting put down by a vet and stuff. Yeah. But like then, as soon as she dies, the force field disappears, and you're like, so she constantly like put yeah. all this power in the oh, force exactly, field. Exactly, because or... again, I know she's just been mauled by Maisie Williams, uh, her kind of dog thing she turns into. But you can clearly see it's taken out a strain on her to create these five little bubbles that kind of hold everyone down. Aye. So that aye, makes aye. you think that it definitely takes a toll on her to have these force fields up. So she's got this giant one up all the time. I mean, it's as if you kind of thought she made it, then left it, sort of thing. But yeah. Aye, it's just a weird nitpick, but like, definitely something you think about. Yeah. No, my kind of my kind of nitpick from that was the scene where, um, Moonstar and Maisie Williams' character are kind of starting to get to know each other. Aye. They sit out in the graveyard, kind of sneak away, and it starts raining and you see this big force field it lights up kind of the the rain hitting it makes aye, it that's what she takes her there to see basically yeah exactly that, like, oh look at this but then 
I, I thought to myself, how's the grass so healthy? You know what I mean? She's <laughs> racing uh, it in water every night, like the whole facility. Right? Uh, exactly. So she's the only staff member as well, apparently. Again, that's a nitpick, but it's it kind of was so obvious to me that I did turn around to David at one point and I was like, how's that grass so green? <laughs> I didn't even pick up on it. Like It's a pure dad thing to think about, like the, the health of the <laughs> grass. And I'm like, a you know grass. what, you're right. I can't kind of stop thinking about this grass now. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was just, uh, like you said, disposable was probably the best word to describe this film. Aye, and I had no expectation for it, really. Um, not in a bad way, it's just, I was like, aye, another X-Men type thing, whatever. Yeah, so, which is a shame, because I actually, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the X-Men films. Aye, I mean, speaking of the X-Men films, we can kind of, since it's coming to an end, we can talk about our favourites. Yeah. We've got 13, that's counting the New Mutants, so I'd, I'd say like Deadpool and Logan are the kind of own things, even though yeah, they're technically I, and also the they, they, they are kind of the two standouts in terms of overall quality. I'd say Logan's the best. Out of Logan's all of uh, Logan's fantastic, and the people can argue all day, but it is a western film as well. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mind when that came out. That was quite a kind of hot topic. But like, he's nowhere in a heart. Who's a western? I'm uh, like, ah, this is why you don't understand. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I. Those two are definitely a kind of a, a tier above, but Aye. when I think of X Men films, I like to think about it having X Men in the title. So for me, I get you. Uh, is first class the one where he raises a submarine That's in right. the Bay Aye. of Pigs? Aye. That for me is my favorite X Men film. And then you're gonna you're gonna hate me, David, but my second favorite X Men film is Apocalypse. <sighs> I think it's I think it's really good. Really? Yeah, I do, honestly. They even make a joke in that film, like they're watching Return of the Jedi and they're like, Oh, the third film's always the worst and I'm like, Hi this, this is the worst. <laughs> and you're living it. Hi. <laughs> so I thought it was weird, like and I'm like, they're not like being self aware, they're basically trying to say that their film isn't the worst. Yeah. No, I I I just really I, I just I liked it. Again, I've I've only seen it once and that was in the cinema, so maybe it definitely warrants a second viewing because Looking at the face you're giving me right now, I think it's definitely worth a second viewing. But um, as as I sit right here right now, I'm saying that it's in my top three X Men films. Third is Days of Future Past. I like looking back. The first X Men, two thousand, it came out. Um, quite groundbreaking at the time. In fact, very groundbreaking. But yeah. it, it is a very dated film now. Um, just in terms of kind of the humour and stuff and the effects, but. It almost kind of launched this whole kind of fascination with superhero movies, though. Aye, I mean, it took it in a kind of, even though we're saying it's kind of silly, it is a much darker tone than yeah. like everything that came before it. Say, like, most of the X-Men films have had a bit of a dark tone about aye, them. Aye, most of them have, aye. Um, and I've always liked the fact they don't shy away from kind of character danger or getting killed off. See, that's why for me, Days of Future Past is my favourite. It's the I think it's the one that balances the kind of goofiness of that world with the kind of serious character things Yeah, the best. And I think... They utilise the cast the best, the, the story's solid, um, even though it's obviously a time travel plot, so you can, you can pick holes in any time travel film, but that's not an issue for me, so... No. I, I think that's... Everybody I think once just, you have superheroes, you can't start picking fault with timelines. Ah, exactly. And it did do a good job of kind of, I suppose, retconning is the word they like to use, like, after X-Men 3, Last Stand, they were like, this was a bad move, so they tried to, like... Yeah, reboot it, let soft reboot. So I the think it's done a good is, job. Was a terrible film. It's not good. It's it's Brett Ratner. They brought him in because Brian Singer went away to do Superman Returns. Oh, okay. So I think it was just a kind of he's a bit of a studio yes man from what I've, I've oh, heard. Okay, so yeah. 
I'll just like do this, do this, put all these characters in, and apparently cut back Vinny Jones's role as um, Juggernaut. All oh, right, I'm not mad at that. I think. Nah, I um, mean, <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm pretty like I'd, I'd never rewatch it. You know I don't what think I mean? I, same. I don't think I'll ever rewatch it. So I remember liking it in the cinema at the time, but what year was that? It came out 2008, 2006. Oh, Aye, so 2006. I was, I was a wee boy, you know. I liked, I like people getting stabbed in the balls with Wolverine claws. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I remember for that film. Ah, uh, no, I, I remember the. Uh, it's a juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that, that was bit. everywhere. My, like, every every playground, someone would just shout that, and then run into somebody. <laughs> it's the same with like Magneto. He's like, he's out in the woods, and you're like, why are you living in the woods if you control metal? <laughs> Even at the time, I was like, why is he in the woods? Like, do you know what I mean? It's such a weird. Maybe it was just cheaper to film in the woods. The only thing I liked about that though is it introduced to a, to a, like you got to see like a lot of a different mutants and their different powers, and Aye. I quite like that because quite often I hate when a film kind of has this kind of the amount of mutants or the amount of kind of people with powers aye. as this but they obviously have budget limitations so you aye, can't aye. Like, like that project power for example uh, the netflix kind of film we aye. reviewed mm-hmm. that it could have had you could have had a hundred people take pills and we could have seen every single different combination of what could happen but they've got a budget to work with so they can't show all that whereas aye. last stand hundreds of different mutant types aye, which is quite loads. fun to see that's the one they have the they create like a, they call it a cure to kind of get rid of their powers. Yeah, that's a that kid right? can like walk through walls as well. Aye, the wee bald kid. Yeah, the wee bald kid who I think might even be, no, I can't remember who, who played the bald kid. No, I don't know. Um, like, like the cast's always good. Well, Halle Berry's like, I like her as an actor, but she's kind of bad in their films. Yeah. They don't really Halle use her. Halle a weird one. They don't use her much in Days of Future Past, but she was, I thought she was good the part she played in it. Like they just yeah. had her as a wee part and, but I, I think Days of Future Past definitely my favourite, and I'd say maybe like I'm taking Logan out of this because that's the, yeah yeah we said that at the start we're going the off top. movies that have X Men in the title. I'd say it'd be, and then again the Wolverine. I like the Wolverine. Oh, the Wolverine. Aye, yeah. no X Men Origins Wolverine. Aye, <laughs> um, they're very different. Again, X Men Origins Wolverine when you were young and it came out, it was good. Uh, see, I didn't like it then. Oh, really? No, I like the opening sequence. The opening montage is amazing. Great montage. Like, watch that going on YouTube. The, aye, and just, going through the, all the time periods. Aye. I liked that a lot. Is that as well I am in that film? I'm sure he is. You know, I think he is. Aye. I remember at the time, I was like, why is he in this? Like, I don't know. But anyway. They do a similar They do a similar sequence in The Wolverine. Aye, with the... Is it meant to be the Hiroshima bomb? Yeah. Or Hiroshima? I always say Hiroshima. 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 Um... I really, really like that film, but the kind of third act lets it down a wee bit for me. I think I've said to you, you see, before. Oh, you, see, you said it lets you down, whereas I, I actually quite like the big battle at the end with the big robot samurai. See, I feel like it, it's not really that type of film, and it's more like a studio decision to put in a big action set piece sort of thing. Yeah. But I, I think it's still a solid film overall. It's just that end and just lets it down a wee bit for me. It is good. But taking, obviously, that out, um, Days of Future Past, then I'd say probably... First class, then X two. Oh, okay. So first class for me is kind of. I'd say it's more of a three star film because there's some stuff that annoys me in it, but it is pretty solid overall. Yeah, that's is that the one with um the slow motion scene? No, that's Days of Future Past. Aye, no, no. in the kitchen again. I've not watched them super recently, They're so kind of like blended yeah, into one. Yeah, they film, do kind of blend one into the other, especially but... the newer ones because it's that's the thing they're meant to be decades apart and they're all the same age they just oh, don't age yeah do you know what I mean so it's like this is the 
was it the 60s, 70s, and 80s in Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how the kind of timeline progression, yeah. And then you're like, you're going to be Patrick Stewart in like 10 years. How are you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> aye. So they kind of messed that up. They, as a trilogy, the whole continuity is just ridiculous. They'd be as well just kind of making a trilogy, trilogy, like, kind of keep it, not even standalone, but yeah. you know what I mean? So, bye. They're my favourite. I think the rest are kind of pretty forgettable. I've not seen Dark Phoenix. I've heard that's pretty average. I've seen it. I, I didn't mind it. I actually, um, again, it wasn't great. I probably won't watch it again, but I've seen it in the cinema and I, I didn't really have too many kind of gripes about it. I've heard that it's quite a similar, like, kind of contained, like, small, smaller story yeah. sort of thing. Um, but I, I'll probably watch it if it's on streaming. Again, um, the, I can't remember her name, but, uh, is it, is it Jane? Jane, is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was from Game of Thrones, going back to our very earlier made point about Game of Thrones stars going on to be in big films. They, they brought her in, was it Apocalypse was her first? Yeah, that was her first, first kinda, appearance. Um, her first appearance. Ah, so in Dark Phoenix, it's Sophie Turner, who uh, plays Jean Grey. But, um, obviously, going back to our previous point we made, she obviously kind of found fame through Game of Thrones as well. I think she's a good actor, or actress. Don't know. People's kind of, yeah, it's, I, it's kind of interchangeable for me. I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, it's one of them ones that it's kind of not taboo, but it's coming a bit kind of hard to kind of I say the right one. Some people get see me get offended by actress. But yeah, yeah. If you say actress, some people are like, whoa. Because I've seen interviews and women have been like, whoa, I'm an actor, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I just don't know what the what right one is. Here. So I've yeah. just started saying actor just in case. I I still think it's easy to just differentiate between actor and actress. I like. I don't know if it's. I suppose it's a kind of maybe gender stereotype type thing, but I don't know. We're about so. to get into a very deep subject. I'm, here, I'm so just going to back to the film. I'm like completely sidestepping this because <laughs> this one's on you, man. <laughs> I really don't know enough about it. I just I've started seeing actor because I don't want to offend anyone. So yeah, again, we'll probably chop and change between these all the time. But aye, aye. we mean no offense. But, um, no, I think she's good. Her accent was a bit iffy in Apocalypse, I thought, but um, apart from that, I've liked her and other stuff. So yeah. Aye, I think she's good. She and she know that film with the where Margot Robbie she plays a queen, or is that someone else? Oh, that's someone else. Is that Saoirse Ronan? Sure, aye. Ronan. Aye. I'm just thinking Ginger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's in um, Mary Queen of Scots. Aye. I love that film. I actually really like that film. I've still not seen it. Is the accents alright? Yeah, the accents are really good. Saoirse Ronan is Irish anyway, so aye, she's, she's kind of got a bit of a head start to do a Scottish accent. She's, so. She does amazing accents anyway. Yeah. She's pretty well renowned for. That film's good. Again, criticism, people kind of came out with that it was quite slow, but no, I actually really like that film. I recommended I like to it to it. my dad, who's a huge history buff. So. Was that a limited release or was it? No, that was cinema release and everything. Was that, was a, that was a, like a regular film. I came. must have just missed it. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it. I, I missed it in the cinema. Oh, I missed you? it in the cinema, so I I, I watched it on... Because oh, we saw the trailer, that's... Aye, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember what... It's, it's on something that you can watch. Oh, no, I watched it on Now TV, so... Um, I should still be on that just now. Cool. I need to go back and watch it then. I'll be on Sky then if it's now TV. Yeah. Going back to, um, obviously, New Mutants was the film we've seen in the cinema this week, but got a few new trailers. A few new trailers that we can talk about. Well, a trailer that's new, but I feel like I've seen it a million times already. Hi. It's new, but not new to me. It's uh, <laughs> No Time to Die. We've got a kind of extended trailer, I suppose. It's... Um, Kind of up in the, is it two minutes for it? It's pretty long, I saw it on YouTube. Oh, I didn't know it was that long. I, um... It feels long, but... Maybe it's less, it could have just been the 
uh, adverts before a video and stuff like the channels add in but it's, I feel like I mean when have they pushed this film back to again uh, it's I think it's next I don't know is it Christmas I, I've definitely got the date uh, in my notes it's no I don't I thought it was next year it could be and my kind of issue with that is I think again it's a James Bond film so I can I think it's always going to do well but I think it's kind of I think they should just take a break from the advertising it and then just wait until it's kind of closer to coming out again and then just pump Aye. the advertising back on. I mean, I've seen this so many times, It's, I think we've said this already, that it's like the YouTube ad that comes up for a product yep. that you can't skip and it's in the middle of your video and you're like, I'm never buying this product now because you've pissed me off by showing me That's so it. much. Like, you keep showing me the same trailer, obviously the same kind of typical James Bond starter music plays and I'm just like... Ugh, I'm just so bored of he it. He jumps off away. the bridge. He goes up the bridge on the bike, and then the car does the spinning time with the Gatling guns. Christoph Waltz comes through a wee box thing, and I. Yeah, it's just um for me, like I said, it's 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 over it's overselling it. It's aye. It, take a break. You know what I mean. In take a break. Come back with some like closer to the time with some short and snappy trailers, and I'll get a bit more excited again. But right now. I'm watching so much of this at the same advert all the time. That and it's on right now in the background. Right, it's, it's literally, like, like we say all the time, we've got trailers on in the background, and right now as we're discussing this, the trailer came on on YouTube, so it just shows you how much this is everywhere right now. And it's like, it feels like they're trying to, I felt with Spectre, they, it was really, really poorly connected to everyone else. They tried to force that all these villains were connected and part of this organisation. I'm like, just make it, it doesn't have to be so closely connected. Yeah. Like he's walking through that hallway where the pictures hang. Oh up. yeah. And I'm like, what? But um, cheap. It's cheap. Aye, and they're trying to make it as if this is another villain from his past or something. They say, and he's like, oh, he's going to kill all these people, and you see all these things in a big room. Like I don't know if they're vials or whatever, but I'm assuming it's some sort of chemical weapon. And you're like, right. Yeah. I mean, we could be wrong, but you're like, aye. So it's a villain end the world plot sort of thing, and the character of James Bond he is very. The whole idea is pretty archaic and stuff like that. It looks like they're bringing in this female double O and stuff, so it could be good they're trying to change things up. But oh, it's because obviously the next James Bond hasn't been confirmed yet. Aye, so it look, it's good for that point of view. There's something a bit different, but in terms of the actual story, it looks pretty much the same as as usual. And I, I feel like they probably will kill him. Like there's kind of hint at that. So yeah, I feel like the kind of James Bond as a franchise will almost never die just because. No, no. I think it's seen as like uh, people who care about these things see it as like a, a a British classic, and I think they'll almost go and see it just to keep these movies alive. Well, that's is that not fifty eight years now? It's been. I think so. How so, many how many films in total are we on? Well, it'll be twenty five, maybe no. Jesus, that's it one. It's probably more. That yeah. is one long session watching all them because um skyfall came out in 2012 and that was the 50th anniversary yeah so i uh, 50 i just like sky did like a james bond kind of season it took you a month if you, if you watched it you watch night, it takes you a whole month to watch them all see for me i just i pick and choose them like i don't watch the roger moore ones like i love no. i love roger moore as an actor see like the saint i like him in the saint and stuff like that but i just think the films are too too goofy do you know what I mean? See, I I don't mind the goofiness. I really don't. I don't mean it's like Sean Connery was kind of. They started to go that way, like when they made them Japanese. Like, <laughs> I mean, you only live twice as things, like, things you can't do in films nowadays. Or like even why do it then? Like, I mean, it's 
that is a good film apart from the whole Japanese thing. Like, but <laughs> I, I just it baffles me that that was even a thing. But they they did start to go down this kind of. Then you've got names like Pussy Galore and stuff. And I'm like sitting on a plane talking to my dad about James Bond. Like, I I love uh, the one with Pussy Galore. And there's a guy behind us like, Oh, you like aye, that son? What are you man? Aye. What'd you like about that one? Aye. My dad's like sitting pissing himself, and I'm like, don't get aye. this. I'm a wee ten year old boy. Don't know, but anyway. Cheers, um, now the Wayne's crying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I so they, they've always had this kind of I like goofiness to them, but for me, something like Casino Royale just works better, especially nowadays, because that's my sort of thing. I just thought that's yeah, probably think, one of my yeah, favourites. Casino Royale is probably my favourite Bond film of all time. I'm probably up there. I like in terms of Sean Connery. I like the films like See Doctor No and From Russia with Love. I like From Russia with Love. That's when they were kind of still deciding what it was going to be kind of tone-wise then yeah, Goldfinger came next and that was a bit more silly with some things yeah Goldfinger's one of my favourites but that's when you get like pussy alone stuff do you know what I mean so <laughs> it started to get a wee bit stupid but aye so it is a balance but I think Casino Royale the, the, the kind of criticism of that film is they were trying to catch up with Jason Bourne because it was so popular at the time but yeah, I think Casino Royale's got some of the best character stuff for James Bond like the relationship with Vespa and stuff and yeah like you really feel like why he kind of acts the way he acts with women and stuff. Like I think it was smart to kind of do that. So no, I uh, it's, it's it's one of the it's probably one of the ones I I'll re I'll rewatch the most. I have seen, I don't know how many times I've seen it. It's yeah, in like the collapsing building in Venice. That still oh, looks amazing. Elevator scene. Aye, it's mad. Like, I'm sure that must be a miniature because it looks amazing. Like Aye. can't be CGI. So so good. Aye. So, and that's Martin Campbell. It's funny he. He directed Goldeneye, which basically rebooted the franchise. All right. And then they kind of made them shite, and then he rebooted with Casino Royale, like they brought back. He's like their safety net. Aye, and then they started to make them a bit shite again. Obviously, you have kind of Skyfall in the middle, which stands out for me as it's good, but it's not my favourite. People kind of no, love Skyfall, but it's, it's it's good, but it's kind of like safe good. I think for me, it's the nicest looking one. That's what, yeah, because it's Roger Deakins, obviously. Um, no, obviously, you might not know that, but. That it's the best looking one. See the bit he turns up and is it Macau and he's on the boat coming through the dragon's mouth? Like yeah. that's just pure cinema to me the way that looks. So uh, it's the nicest looking, but Casino Royale is my favourite. It's, it's dead gritty and kind of grungy looking. And I, I, I liked it. It felt like a kind of realistic kind of Bond movie. Aye, aye, and it's they, t- they did tone down the kind of silliness and there was some goofy stuff like he had the big I've said goofy if we get a counter on how many times I've said that so far. <laughs> drinking games <laughs> drinking every time David says goofy no no you've got alcohol poison no. <laughs> um, but he has the kind of yeah, I was about to say the Vesperator because I was thinking Vesper <laughs> Vesperator <laughs> and I wasn't I wasn't even thinking of Respirator it's the defibrillator in the car like a dashboard defibrillator <laughs> like that's stupid but it's fine do you know what I mean it works it's cool so Aye, the Vesperator. That's class. I might name the episode Vesperator. That's his cute nickname for her. Aye, oh, Vesperator. Oh, it's quite fitting because she did drown, so like she, oh. she needed a respirator. <laughs> she needed a ventilator. A ventilator, aye. Uh, the trailer that um kind of really took my fancy and uh I really, really, really liked was uh this Saint Maud trailer. Saint Maud, aye. I think we saw a trailer for this a while ago um yeah i think this is the second time we've seen this trailer but um obviously you you let me know that apparently it already came out well it's, it's world premiere was the toronto film festival in 2019 8th of september 2019 all so right it's getting 
like crazy good reviews. It looks like a great film. Uh, it looks really, really creepy. Looks um kind of body horror. Aye, I guess she's like injuring like, herself. Aye, putting and, like aye. tacks in her shoes and I like big tacks as well. Oh, <laughs> gee, honestly, like big carpet tacks. Aye, brutal. It's um released the twenty third of October this year, so. We'll that's have, we'll that's that definitely one I'll be checking out in the cinema. Close to Halloween as well, so. Oh, brilliant! Um, it's writer director Rose Glass. It's a debut feature, so I mean, it's pretty impressive for a debut feature given the, to get such rave reviews. Uh, the reviews yeah. and it looks just the cinematography is creepy. Yeah, so really like, creepy. Super dark. The tone the whole time you kind of feel like there's something else going on or something's watching the cat. Aye, like, aye. It looks really good. Oh, it looks like it looks as if she plays like a kind of nurse, like a home care nurse. Looking after so. a, a kind of a rich elderly woman, and she's very religious. Aye. She's super super religious. I think that's kind of why she kind of punishes herself. Um, that's kind of a theme that we've seen in religious kind of films before. But yeah, it definitely seems like something else is going on, something creepy. And there's like we don't know if there is supernatural elements or it's just her imagining things. Obviously, we yeah. can't really go by much just by a trailer, but. No, aye. definitely one of them trailers that if you were to watch it uh, at like one in the morning in your room and it's all dark, you'd aye. creep yourself out. You probably wouldn't finish it. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the body stuff gets me like she's putting... Oh, it's, it, it sends shivers down me. Is it like beans or something? She puts the ground and kneels on them? or? Uh, yeah, it looks like... um. It's like we... It looks like what you put in like, see if you like bacon pastry. Aye, aye. Like the kind of cooking beads. That you put in top oh, right, of that. Aye, aye. It looks like that. It kind of spreads it out and kneels on it, and you can like, oh, it just looks like it's so painful. Aye, that's pretty horrible. So, um, aye, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I think that's um potential, really good kind of this year's good horror movie because there isn't there's, we only really get one good horror movie a year, so it definitely has that kind of. It looks like it is that hereditary feel, but it's not going to be constant jump scares. I hate a jump scare. I really do, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm the same. Well, I mean, I'm quite a jumpy person, but yeah. it's, it's a, we've basically evolved to, to do that. Like, if we hear a loud noise, we want to, like, run away. And, so, like, it's just tricking your body any jumping. That's it. So it's not it's, actually scary. It's, it's just cheap. You can make a jump scare out of anything. And, uh, there's, again, no, there, there are, don't get me wrong, there are, there are good jump scares, and there are tacky, cheap jump scares. Like, Aye. um... Was in the film The Invisible Man. There's a couple really good jump scares in there. Aye, aye. But there's enough. There's enough good build up that isn't just a ah jump out scare you. Like, like the the bit with the paint where she throws the paint. The bit with the paint. Aye. That that whole scene is about like, it's like four minutes long before she actually throws the paint. Aye. So that that yes, it's a jump scare, but it's not like the traditional kind where and someone just jumps at the yeah, someone just turns around and there's like a face like behind them or something stupid like that. Sadly, that was ruined in the trailer. That. That it was. Part, but aye, that oh. was quite disappointing because that'd be like, super creepy. Oh, that, that see, the trailer, absolutely, honestly, I hate when trailers do that because that scene, see when she was going up into the attic, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then see when she turned around and I was like, ah, right. I know this is a paint, but because yeah. you see still, the tins of paint, wrong, goes up it now. still made me jump. And but it's a really kind of smart thing as well to like throw paint on her. She's quite smart. Aye, in that film that's in what general. I like. She's not like a kind of damsel in distress. Well, yeah. she has like, she starts the film that sort of scared like scared the cat person and then she like grows and grows and it's because obviously at the start of the film she does think he's dead so she really has no idea what's going Aye, on and she's in a really like abusive relationship and she's Aye. trying to get away from him and 
that is a nice character that we see a kind of growth where, which is good. I I I, I love that film. I think it was I have so a lot good. Of time for that film. I loved how it kind of split. It was a film of two parts. It was a film. First parts like horror. Second parts pure sci-fi. Ah, and they yeah. nailed both parts. See, people complained. They're like, "Oh, he's got this like electric suit." I'm like, the original Invisible Man like used a chemical to make his body invisible. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's the, sci-fi like, this, either this way. This technology with these all these cameras all over him is actually much More easier to get behind. Aye, aye. In fact, they use it on some like kind of spy jets and drones in the kind of military. So I've seen them testing like um, something like somebody's patented like a refractive material or something yeah, yeah, like I've seen that. that. I don't know, it could be like a fake video, but it looks like, I, I think we're definitely getting close to like invisible things. Yeah. Which I mean class. Aye. It is class. I, there's some creepy things folk would do though, that's the only thing. I'd be one of them. <laughs> I'd be creepy as I'd be dead creepy with it. Alright. I'm gonna say I wouldn't be so Nah I would be. I probably would be as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh we jumped over the fact that Daisy Ridley's talking about Star Wars. Oh, we did. So we did. Like, the that was going to be in our movie news at the start. So it just shows you how distracted we can get. So all the Star Wars contracts are kind of coming to an end and actors are basically allowed to say what they want now. And, yep. Oh, uh, we've seen John Boyega came out with some uh, he's pretty made, powerful statements. Aye, and I mean, this isn't anything close to that. It's just her saying that her character that she signed on for basically changed so much that it was a different character in the end. She, yeah, she basically you, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, but you can explain to me it's the Obi Wan connection. Aye, she said the kind of JJ Abrams thing was she was related to the kind of Obi Wan lineage, which I thought made a lot of sense for the Force Awakens. Like she's wearing the same sort of outfit and she's yep. living in the desert. And that was always my favourite theory that she would be kind of linked to him. But um, obviously, we're going to say that we hate Last Jedi. We both kind of we both kind of enjoy it. We don't have any. Issues with it really like Last Jedi. Aye, no, it's I fine. Didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't, aye, it, I didn't hate I didn't it. Hate all, it. I certainly didn't see the the massive uproar it caused. No, it's it just for me the biggest complaint is it feels out of place as a middle chapter of a trilogy. All right, yeah. The kind of that is my main problem. It doesn't feel like a middle chapter, um, and it kind of leaves it not even open ended. You're like, where does it go for here, sort of thing. Yeah. But um, aye, so it went from Kenobi to No One to Palpatine. Oh, okay. So she's just been like, aye, it changed so much, I had no idea what was going on, sort of thing. So all the weekend of fanboys are like, oh, I was right, I was right, she was a Kenobi, but I'm just like, well, it'd be nice she to... She wasn't, though. That didn't happen, so you're still wrong. Aye, because Disney's kind of weird plan, which is so bizarre to me, is they made so much money with Force Awakens, surely they'd be like, let's replicate this, but their idea was, let's just let three different people do three different stories. Three, aye. And like, not even have a through line where the three of them sit and write a script together, or three scripts. Yeah. Just have one big map for a story. It was like, all right, you come and do your thing, and JJ Abrams set all these things up to kind of, so you've got this big villain, like, do what you want with him, make up a backstory. But then Ryan, I was going to say Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Ryan Johnson just killed <laughs> Ryan Johnson just killed him. You which, mean Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. He, but, um, he just killed him, which I thought was, I found it quite funny, and like, he's just like a big villain, because yeah. like this world, this universe, like massive galaxy, like this hundreds of villains there could be loads of big villains so like he killed them I'm like aye doesn't really matter it'd be nice to know where he kind of came from but I feel like the uh, you don't have to put them in a jar the you know Star I mean? Wars universe whenever like someone gets kind of offed like a, like, like a big bad guy aye. they're like send for general such and such and it's like <laughs> this guy's even worse aye, like, aye. I feel like this, this constant like endless supply of like bad guys that just aye, it's, oh, aye. 
like we've said, they are kind of fun space films, but they've yeah. turned into this thing. It's like, no matter what they do, nobody's ever going to be happy. So I liked where they were going with The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Overall, I liked it as a film, but I was like, it's weird that this is the kind of direction yeah. it's going as a middle part. And then Rise of Skywalker, it's Rise like... Rise of Skywalker is dog's balls. It's actually fucking It's so trash. bad. And I'm not like... I honestly, I see. I, I've spoken to some people that think it's good, and I don't understand w- what they watched. Aye, I was the same. And the thing is, I like JJ Abrams as a filmmaker, but I think when he he's so in control of the writing and stuff, he it was as if he was doing damage control for yeah to make people happy. And I'm like, you don't need to just kind of carry on what was happening. You don't need to bring Palpatine back. And the only thing they'd write in that film was the kind of Kylo Ren stuff. Kylo Ren's basically carried the whole trilogy yeah <laughs> like he, he is the kind of standout character for me um but it's felt so disappointing that this was the ending like she's a palpatine just because we're bringing him back and she didn't even need to be related to him to then they were introducing things like the two of them are connected and it's a oh what was it called a force something they pulled. force bond uh, ah. but it was not like a it wasn't a diode it was something like that no you think of a tenet <laughs> so the lightsaber goes backwards and no, <laughs> um, no but he like pulled the thing out of them and it made them stronger and I'm like how could he oh, have yeah, sensed yes, that and yeah, it was yeah. just all these weird things and then Chewie gets a medal at the end I'm like <laughs> so he had to wait fucking 40 years to get that and watch how his pals die <laughs> and like Han Solo came in for two minutes and helped Luke like blow up the Death Star Yeah. and Chewie's like blew up three Death Stars I think <laughs> in fact I'm sure he has always a bridesmaid aye so just stuff like that. It's like you don't need to put in all these wee forced. Then, like, C3PO loses his memory, and 10 minutes later, he has it back. Then they kill Chewie, then 10 minutes later, oh no, Chewie's still alive. Yeah, I, I, I like, thought that was cheap. I like, it's just cheap. Like, why either do it or don't? Do you know what I mean? There's almost too much fanfare. There's almost too much, like, Aye. trying to bring things back, reintroduce characters, to try to get, like, a kind of blend between the original fans and the new fans. And I don't care what anybody says, like, they're like, oh, we're being Disney are being LGBT friendly or LGBTQ yeah. friendly, and it's like two out of focus extras in the background kissing, aye. and you're like, ah, you're going to cut that for China very good. Aye, do you know what exactly, I mean? Like, aye. if you're going to do it, do <laughs> yeah, it right. You made that very easy to cut. Aye, big man. so like, that I, I kind of get bored with that, but no, I, that is, I suppose, more a studio thing which we can complain about. But I just feel bad for the people involved that put all this craft and effort into it and focus. Like, it was pure shit, and yeah. <sighs> What can you do? Hopefully they just could do something different. I like the Mandalorian. I, I like what they're doing with that. So I've not watched it. Yeah, I've only watched two episodes, so I've got quite a lot of to kind of catch up on on the Mandalorian. I mean, I just watched it for Baby Yoda. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's like kind of the next big kind of marketing toy. I'm a sucker for all the wee cute things. Yeah. So I that's our Star Wars discussion. Yeah. I don't act like a fanboy because I'm. Well, I say I'm the opposite of a fanboy. I. I'm so I'm not so bothered about Star Wars, and I, it doesn't hold a kind of close place in my heart. So, uh, quite quite a good mixed kind of bag of opinions between me and David because David's mean, very knowledgeable, and I'm very stubborn. But that's why you have a burden. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like I, I used to be a bit of a fanboy um, when I was still a virgin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I, I did used to be quite, quite a. A fanboy for it, but as um, well getting cut. <laughs> I think leave it in. I don't know. I see that. I see that makes the edit. <laughs> I see. I've got the balls to leave it in. 
Imagine your grand like what? What? what did you say? Big Dave? I'd never have thought. I never thought. He, oh. Big Dave's a shagger. <laughs> but, um, no, I I used to be no obsessed. I, I like the merchandise and stuff and all the wee toys and the Lego. But yeah, I'm not like it's no ruining my life because the last three films were one of the best. Or I like the Force Awakens. I watched. I probably watched that the most. So yeah, whatever. Uh, out of the original ones, I like two. So because when you were. Younger, you just had Star Wars to think about. Now you've got anxiety and depression to think about. Aye, anxiety so and depression. Star Wars has to move over. And crippling addiction. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, no, it's as a universe, people obviously have a lot of love for and stuff, but I don't have the pure nostalgia for it. It's the, the same with Ghostbusters. I think Ghostbusters is a good film, but I don't have that nostalgia for Same, I, I just you know. see them as films. I don't see them Aye. as like anything other than that. More so for like, me. the new one looks good. I is it? I was a bit say afterbirth. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Afterbirth. The afterbirth. I mean, Cast of the werechild. <laughs> some of the stuff looks like afterbirth, like the slime and that. Aye. But, um, <laughs> but I'm assuming that's what afterbirth looks like. Tom Cruise ate that apparently. Apparently, folk cook it and put it on toast. Toast. Aye. Is it uh, nice on toast? You know, it must be. I think I, I had that when I was in bloody home economics back in high school. I love that and. Uh, the placenta. The office when Jan's talking about having a water bath. <laughs> it's like must be like the tide at Omaha Beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, nah, the new one with uh, Paul Rudd and the guy from Stranger Things. I um, the guy who plays Mike. Yeah. Yeah, Finn Wolfhart, I think his name. I think is. that's his name. Aye. I knew it's Finn, but. I don't want to come into a second name. It's one of these weird... Probably always wrong. It's his mum and dad have been like, oh, Chad's an actor, this is his name. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, Change his name at four when he gets his first part. Aye, so... I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, but, that'd um, be good. So we've ended up in a discussion about nostalgia. and Like I say, Indiana Jones, for me, that's pretty nostalgic because um, they sound like a bit of a wanker. The, the first Indiana Jones kind of inspired me to make films, I suppose, so... Um, you are a wanker. Aye. No, I'm kidding. On. I, <laughs> a bit. Quite, I, I can see why, because it, the Fast and the Androids is fantastic. Aye, I love that trilogy, the trilogy that exists. Um, the three films. <laughs> the three films. Um, so, for me, they're kind of more, they err on the side of nostalgia a wee bit. Yeah. But, um, I think you can't deny they're in the good films, though. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't think anyone can deny it. But Some of them vary in quality. Like Temple of Doom, I love that, but people are like, it's a bit too dark and stuff. And yeah, they're quite aged. I think if you were to watch them, you definitely want to catch the remastered version. Aye. Because if you watch, like, if you have an original copy in the house and you watch it, 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 it really shows its age now. They look really good in Blu-ray, and they didn't go back and, like, change all the effects, so... Oh, really? Aye, so it's it's good. That'd be pretty cool. They changed one really weird map painting, though, um... With one of the jeeps like flies down a, a kind of canyon, yeah, and it's like a CGI. They've removed the map painting, and it's oh, the really? only thing they've done out of the whole trilogy, which is really weird to me. One of them decisions that you just wonder why. Unless like some part of the original film was damaged and they couldn't restore it, which I highly doubt. Um, yeah, aye. To go off at a tangent, that's ended up at Indiana Jones. He's coming back apparently, but I can't see it. No, I think he's. I think he's past it. He's going to end up. He's been, he's looked a bit shaky since that plane crash. What one? I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that's how he wants to go out, just like get high and crash Hi. his plane. Hi, he just keeps taking planes over populised, civilised areas Should and we, crashing them into parks. Should we hit the hyperdrive? That's how he goes it. Well, I don't think he has much time for Star Wars, to be honest, which is fair enough, because imagine like, for 40 years he's sat in interviews like, oh my, oh, I do you know what I mean? I'd be the same, like, who gives a fuck? My, also, imagine just like, 
you could be in loads of different films which he has been in he's been in some other great movies aye, aye. but everyone all the time is going to want a picture with you and they'll obviously just talk about Star Wars aye and like I think he even though it was a big success for him as soon as he'd done it he was pretty much like alright I'm not signing on for all these yeah just in case and kind of um, like similar to um, the issue that Daniel Radcliffe must face aye I mean I, like I say um, he seems to get a lot of what look out of the kind of Three, three main characters for that franchise. He gets the most work, I would say. Yeah, I think uh, for a brief period it looked as if uh, Emma Watson, Emma Watson, was going to go on to be quite big. But um, I think he's. The, I kind of think it speaks to his acting ability, though, because yeah. they they wouldn't just cast him, and he obviously doesn't need the money. So you know, and that kind of leads us nicely into our review of the review week, of the, the kind of film that you picked this week. I like that we set up there, James. It was very smooth. Thank you. Okay. See, we're getting good at this sort of thing. <laughs> I had a review for Netflix this week, Jungle 2017. It was added on the 8th, I think. Yeah. Um, aye, and it's based on a Israeli adventurer, Yossi Ginsberg. I think you say Yossi. Um, don't, people pronounce it differently in the film, so. Yeah. In 1981, he, went to, he journeyed into the Amazon rainforest and basically ended up lost. There's a lot more that goes on in the story, but we'll get into that. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays uh, Yossi Ginsberg. We've got Alex Russell as Kevin Gale and Thomas. I don't even want to attempt his name, but it's like Kret Kirchman. Kirchman, I assume he's German. Yeah. He plays Carol Ruptor. I think. Plays the pure dodgy cunt that takes him on a. I keep thinking Ruprecht from. Or Ruprecht for. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. All right, yeah. I was about to say Blazing Rotten Scoundrels, like Blazing Saddle. Blazing Saddle Scoundrels. <laughs> I've not like snorted anything, I swear to God. I don't take drugs, so um, I don't know what's happening in my brain. But um, aye, so basically wants to kind of have a gap here sort of thing. His dad's just not having it. His mum's very kind of sympathetic towards his kind of him wanting to go and explore the world and stuff. Um, but he has a kind of, there's some friction with his dad and you don't really see much of that, but you know it's kind of there yeah um, they did mention that but he basically goes um to bolivia i think is that right uh yeah it's either bolivia or peru or some kind of one of them south american countries and um he comes across this guy um carol who's he basically just approaches him and asks him if he's yeah, american it's very they're strange. In a, i think they're in a kind of wee like their version of like a wee supermarket or a kind of store it's like a kind of market type thing yeah it's kind I, of basically being like hey if you want to go on a crazy adventure you just buy the supplies and I'll take you there and he basically he shows him these pictures and he's like oh this is a lost tribe that no humans have no humans no other humans have had contact with and yeah, apart from him uh, apart from him and he's like friends with him and he, he does show him pictures but it could be any tribe any really. tribe yep and he kind of he kind of falls for it Hook, line, and sinker, I would say. Well, back in 1981, you would fall for it. <laughs> I suppose, I, and he is very, Carol, he comes across as, I'll say Carol, because I'm not saying his second name with yeah. him, because I'll just butcher it, but he, he does come across a, quite a charming character, maybe a wee bit manipulative, and um, Daniel Radcliffe is friends with Kevin Gale and um, the guy who plays the, the Swiss teacher, I forget yeah. the actor. Um, they're basically kind of living together, and he convinced them all to go into the jungle, and to not like get any too many spoilers. Well, I suppose we'll spoil it. We, we may as well. Um, so if you want to watch it, I don't know. Do you want to keep it spoiler free? I mean, we could. We have to say it gets lost and stuff. And yeah, spoilers. So, spoilers, because it's sorry, no, guys. 
Um, but he, they, they start to get lost. No loss, but Carl seems kind of... He seems knowledgeable, but he, it's as if he's kind of making it up as he's gone along sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, so, it's like he knows what he's doing there, doesn't actually know where he's going. Aye. Like, you fully believe that he can survive in the jungle, but you don't actually think he knows where he's going. Aye, because he just keeps saying he follows the river and stuff. And yeah. Just kind of kind of vague things like that. He, he's obviously quite... He uses a gun and stuff, and he can like set up a camp, and he's obviously fairly efficient with that, but... There's just something sketchy about him. Yeah. And the teacher, um, he's very kind of out of place. It's as if he's just going to say that he's been in the jungle sort of thing. And Yeah, yeah. I, you get that vibe because kind of the second... Again, his feet do get messed up. He's wearing like but, a pair of boat shoes to navigate the, the jungle. Aye. And if this Carol guy knew anything, he'd be like, get a pair of boots on. Yeah. And he, um, as soon as his feet start getting messed up, he's like, he's kind of looking for the fast kind of way out of that situation. Whereas Daniel Radcliffe and the kind of photographer... They're much more like, oh no, we're in this. We're gonna, we're in this for the long haul. Aye, and they're just desperate to see this tribe and the the photographer's kind of thing as he wants to get any National Geographic with us. Yeah, lost tribe and take photos. I don't know about you, but I got pure like for a moment. I got dead menacing vibes off Daniel Radcliffe. I thought they were gonna off him. Aye, the two of them are kind of sitting talking and they look at each other and you're like, they're gonna yeah. kill him and he's sleeping like I, throw I, him in the river or something. <laughs> I thought they were gonna kill the teacher. I was like, what? But that doesn't end up happening. They get to a point though, um, Kevin Gale, that's the name of the photographer, he basically comes from a background where he's sailed boats or he raced boats and stuff. And yep. So he's pretty competent in the water and he suggests building a raft to kind of take the weight off the teacher's feet and kind of get to their destination quicker. But Carol's not really for that. He's not really having it and um, they eventually conv- they, they convince him to build the raft and once they get in the water, you can see Carol just has no clue what he's doing. Yeah. So that leads to them splitting up and Carol and the teacher decide to walk and meet them in the, the village, like so many kilometres Yeah, they kind of oh, no, they, they say that they're going to go back to the village. And, he and says they'll meet them and they kind of go back around. Yeah, yeah. Like, he said um, essentially like, you guys follow the river. When you get to a certain point, you just jump off. Don't go in the canyon, he made that clear. Don't go in the canyon. And then he said basically they were going to go back to this other village. Daniel Radcliffe's character, that they would find this lost village. And Aye. then to get back to them, they would just join them later on. Aye. But they're they basically get any trouble in the water and the raft crashes and um Kevin Gale and Ginsberg they get separated. He gets Yossi Ginsberg gets washed down so far down the river, I think. Yep. And uh, Kevin manages to get away and he's pretty like beat up, but he gets taken a settlement to get some medical help and stuff. Yeah, whereas uh Yoshi gets washed away. But that that whole scene is a is a bit of a stressy watch. It is and it's not like stupid CGI. It's like it's very... not stupid CGI. It's it doesn't feel you, you don't find yourself too often being like, Oh just grab that, that's so easy. Aye, aye. Uh, they, they kinda they, they put across the weight of the situation really well. Because it's more like you know if they fall off the raft they're gonna be fucked because they can't absolutely fucked even die. if you're a brilliant swimmer it's absolute rapids there's no way yeah, you could yeah the fact is you get bashed off rocks so you aren't even technically swimming you're just having to just like ride the wave and see where you end up sort of thing which does happen to him at one point yeah um, when he gets washed away um, but he I actually found my favourite part of the movie was once Danny Radcliffe had been separated from the rest of everyone and he kind of was just on his own and kind of determined to survive I, I thought that's for me where the, the movie really kind of came good not came good because I, I enjoyed it as a whole aye. but i feel like the strongest part of the movie was once he was on his own aye, i mean going back to the start the pacing at the start of the film for maybe the first 30 minutes it's, it feels very kind of rushed to me yeah um they set up a thing where a girl like 
a camp. It's a kind of no happy camp, but where all the travellers go. Um, and it's kind of made clear that this girl likes them or fancies them, and it just doesn't really go anywhere. No, they drink some cactus tea. Some I thought pure it was mad cactus loopy juice. I thought it was buzzing. weed tea at first, and then you were like, "No, it's cactus." And I'm like, "Ah, I saw a cactus. That's right." I actually really like that scene where Daniel Radcliffe is a kind of pretentious guy playing the guitar, thinking he's like a wild traveller, <laughs> and kind of <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's kind of character is like, "Ah, fuck this guy." Aye. And I'm like, everyone can relate to that. I, I, I just. <laughs> I'd, hate, I'd love to see all these places, but I couldn't be that white hipster just no. being so arrogant. And the, do you know what I mean? Um, so I, it's kind of good to make a fool of them. But I that felt very rushed. And the way they meet each other, he meets Yossi, and then no, sorry, Yossi meets the teacher, um, and he's friends with Kevin, who they eventually bump into. And yeah, at one point they're in a flat together, and you're like, how long have they been here, and how close friends are they really? Because you don't really get a sense of how much time's passed between. Yeah, and uh, it's also quite kind of hard to uh, almost justify how quickly the photographer and the teacher, their kind of friendship deteriorates and they're happy to turn their back on them. Aye, because they've been friends much longer than... Yeah, they're travelling together from the very start. Aye, and it's just hard because the two of them are in the jungle and he's like really struggling to walk and holding them back and you kind of see the frustration, but you're like, yeah, you're being a bit of a dick. Because the guy can't walk. And at one point in the film, Daniel Radcliffe's feet are the same, and he's like, "Oh, I had no idea how painful it was." And <laughs> you're like, "Aye," but aye. So that for me kind of spoiled the ending. Just getting into the ending that is a big spoiler, but if you don't know the true story, but he, the photographer Kevin goes back and eventually finds Yossi. Yeah. And there's a kind of tense scene where they might not find him, and they eventually find him. But you don't feel this if their friendship had been really strong and developed. There'd be this big catharsis where you're like, oh, they found him and he's he's managed to get his friend back, and you just don't really feel that. It's... No, that 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 um again, although I love the bit where they get separated, it happens quite quickly, and you don't feel like that bond has been established. And even though you are very happy at um Daniel Rad or Yossi getting rescued at the end, and it is really good. It's a really heart kind of woman moment, and it it does you almost kind of wanting to shout at the TV because he kind of collapses on the beach. And just luckily they spot him at the end. They kind of look back just by happenstance more than anything. I feel like that moment was enough. I feel like they didn't need to kind of force this, those two kind of hugging it out, kind of like, oh, Aye. I'm so glad I've got you back because I didn't feel like that connection was there. Aye. And then they like, it tells you at the end they travelled more together and stuff and I just think they could have built that up but maybe the, the, the friendship was kind of at that point. So, yeah. I mean, it could have been. But um, Aye, that, that for me just kind of, it wasn't as strong as they could have made it out. No, I feel like this film overall, I liked it, but I feel like they could have gave more time to specific parts of the film. I think so. Like, right. uh, for me, I thoroughly enjoy when, when Yossi is on his own and he starts to obviously be without food and water. He starts to hallucinate and there's a, there's a kind of a few, there's a kind of scene where he stumbles across this like Amazonian girl. Aye. And I, I thought that was really good. I actually, I, I was really up for that, but they just didn't really give it much time. Or... No, it's kind of rushed because I think for me that didn't work was the, he's, there's these dream sequences that cut in between, yeah. like he falls asleep or he's hungry and he dreams about things and they have this weird 70s, like almost kind of grindhouse look to the film and yeah. it just doesn't cut together very well and it felt very out of place, but I get that that scene where he's like, he's like looking up at the sky and the rain's hitting his face, but like he thinks it's like champagne. Aye, it's just, yeah, it was like an attempt to have a wee bit of humour, but it just kind of fell flat for me. But it turns out the woman 
he sees he's hallucinating and that works so much better because she's actually in the real world and yep. she could be real and stuff and it cuts to him eventually he's just like lying he, th- he thinks he's like comforting her but he's just stroking the ground and you're yeah. like aye that's pretty cool I like that a lot I, I actually think that should have been introduced earlier or just given more time aye because if it was kind of developed more the fact you realise she's not real you're like oof it kind of quite catch you off guard do you know what I mean yeah because you kind of realise oh, oh he's he's really aye, he's, he's kind of losing it he's right now yeah aye just that kind of we not in that pick, but I always love the I, I love movies that stay it's kind of stay at the start based off a true story. Then at the end, you actually see pictures of the true story. Aye, this film does it that, and it's, it's brilliant. Aye, that's what I liked about it, and they they kind of hinted that like there was themes of like faith and stuff, and there's a part where you see him looking up at the sky and things, and you get ideas of his belief, but that felt kind of just shoved in there, and yeah. Yeah, it's kind of as if they, they almost forgot how the film started and they quickly kind of looped back Aye. around to have this kind of tie-in when it didn't actually need to. Actually, his grandfather gives him a book that he said he carried off through the war and he survived the war and then two days after he gave it to you, he died and stuff. And you just feel like they're like, oh, we forgot that's there. And yep. I think they explored the kind of faith thing more. Yeah, but then again, they, it felt like plot armour. They do say, though, that at the start, he's like, oh, I don't know if I believe it or not. So yeah. it kind of works, but they could have... Very quick fire way to find out if you believe in God, get lost in the jungle for like <laughs> 90 days. No, it's not as long as that, but... Well, I don't remember how long, but it was a good a good few weeks, I think. But, um, just a, a, another weird thing that I said to you earlier, the sound design was strange to me. Yeah. Like in the dream sequences, there's a point, I say they jumps in a bed and it's like a weird cartoon <laughs> spring. Like, Boing. Aye. Yeah. And then there's a bit that's quite horrible. The Carol kills a monkey for them to eat for dinner. And it's like they're sitting... Eating this animal, and you see it quite graphically, like his skull and stuff. Yeah. And they're like eating the meat, and it's all squ- like this squelching cartoon. <laughs> it, yeah. And the teacher's sitting like caving at the idea of eating this meat, and you're like, what? How's this funny? Like, maybe I'm just too sensitive because I'm weird about animals getting hurt, but no weird about it, I just don't like it. But I don't know, it's it was weird comedy to me. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. There is a few moments where a, a, like a random sound effect is thrown in. Aye, it's and just strange. You do, you kind of wonder, like, I don't know. It's kind of like like a little touch that like the directors put on it that doesn't make any sense. Aye, it just felt because it's quite harrowing. It's that's how to describe the film. It is quite a harrowing thing to watch. Like this guy being lost and getting so skinny, and because you see him take his shirt off and he's oh, aye, like wasting away. Aye, and yeah. obviously you can have moments of levity, but just something like that was quite bizarre to me. It's maybe just a misjudgment from the director, but I don't know. So what would you? Uh, what, what's your what's your overall score for this? Overall, I I just gave it a, a five out of ten, and that's I watched it near enough a near enough a week ago now, and I've not changed much on it. So see, I was sitting at a six point five when I first watched it, but I'm down at a six. But I would say that if you, if you are particularly fond of these movies, like if you particularly like 127 Hours or kind of movies like that, then you are really gonna you are gonna thoroughly enjoy this, and for you, this is gonna be like a eight or a nine Aye. but um for me i can take these movies or leave them but this one was done i thought particularly well so yeah six six to a six point five for me hi I'm, I'm definitely still at a five i don't think i'd move much on it um, yeah and i don't know if i'd watch it again it's one of the things like i think it's a movie that i'd rewatch if i was sitting, if i was with somebody that hadn't seen it before I just to let them see the story and yeah, I I, I understand that. Like I'd maybe sit with my parents and get them to watch it because it's that's what I was thinking from a point of view. Like just a factual story. It's 
it's nice to see that it's not nice to see that guy get lost, but it's nice to see that he <laughs> survived and you know and went on to have other adventures and stuff. But we should mention um, Carol and the teacher. They just disappeared. No one. Yeah, knows they what um, that, that's quite like a a kind of not murder mystery, but it's a bit of a mystery attached to this film that. Um, Karen, the teacher, it was reported they never made it to the village, or I certainly know what... the two of them didn't. And oh, I think to this day, technically, Carol is still a wanted man. Well, he, he does say he's wanted by the authorities, and then at the end, it tells you he was wanted. Like, yeah. cause I don't know if he's kind of joking in the film, but he, he's definitely kind of there's a sinister side to him because he, he he snaps at one point with the raft thing because yep. he just hasn't what, he doesn't have anything to do with it, and he goes off into the jungle and um. Daniel Radcliffe goes to find him and he like shoots at him at one point. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, he's like, oh, I thought I'd seen a panther or something. He says something like that. But he was like clearly just trying to shoot next to him. And yep. you're like, what's happening with this guy? So obviously kind of unhinged as a wee callback. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, aye, so that's quite interesting, like quite horrible, but interesting to kind of think what he was up to and if he killed the teacher or, I mean, who knows? Nobody really knows like... If he's still alive, or yeah, I don't know age he was in the film at the time, but I, mean, I suppose I suppose he could be alive still, but it was in the eighties, so. No, this 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 week as a whole for myself, the uh, not a bad, not a bad week at all. The uh, the movies we watched outside the cinema were better than the movies we watched in the cinema, but unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, you never know if that's going to be the case. I just that's kind of really. great thing about going to the cinema, but this week certainly. I enjoyed Jungle more than I enjoyed New Mutants, so... I would say so too. That would be my pick of the two. I, I would say if you're going to be watching either, if you're listening to our recommendations, I'd definitely say save your money and just watch Jungle. Yeah, and catch New Mutants when it comes out on any streaming service, or if you really wanted to, just rent it for cheaper than you'd pay for the cinema ticket anyway. Which I assume will be pretty soon because they, they know they're kind of losing money with it, no matter. Yeah, they want to get it onto home screens as quick as possible. Like I said, I don't know what this kind of stipulation is with that contract, with how many days it has to play, but I have no idea. But it will be pretty soon, I, I imagine it'll be. Yeah, cause it certainly feels like a film that can jump straight onto kind of TV now. Aye, definitely. But um, I've got a good feeling for Bill and Ted. Oh yeah, that's our that's next that's week's our next movie. Pick. So that would be quite a good one. Uh, we saw that just before. Yeah, we've seen the, actually. the kind of uh, full length trailer come out for that. Um, I know we spoke about it last week as well, but we've seen a, a more in depth trailer this time, and I'm really excited. I, I can't wait to to let you know how I feel about that this week. It's just um, it looks like it'll be something feel good because yeah. It, it's not New Mutants, wasn't it? Like we said, they didn't make use of that 15, but they've been, no. they've been pretty dark films we've watched the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, and Bill and Ted just looks like kind of fun, uh, mindless, a bit of a laugh. Uh, looks nice, looks colourful. I quite like that. And Aye, definitely. Good Aye. cast as well, so keep your ears peeled for our hopefully raving review of Bill and Ted. It's definitely one I buy a popcorn for. That's oh, a, That's aye. a popcorn film. That's it. There's a certain tears of cinema film, you have to understand. Aye. And Bill and Ted's a popcorn film. And that doesn't reflect on the quality. It's not like No, it's popcorn. just how big the film is. So, Tenet, popcorn film. No, see, for me, Tenet's not a popcorn film. Whoa. Because Tenet is a type of film you go in focused. It's all about the, like, keeping up with the story and you need to listen to what's happening. But see, for me, Tenet, Tenet's a popcorn film. See, but then Bill and Ted, it's fun, it's colourful, it's kind of louder. I mean, everything's louder compared to Tenet, but... Aye. <laughs> and you just sit and have popcorn and have fun. 
I don't know. I think for me, they're both popcorn films because they're big movies. For me, a popcorn film is a big release. I mean, there is the term popcorn film, and it'd be stuff like Jurassic Park, ET, yeah. like Star Wars, but I use it as a term. As in. For how focused you have to be to the film. Aye, aye. Which is kind of weird. But... You know that way when you're eating popcorn, you can hear yourself chewing about 100 aye. decibels. So. Exactly. Oh, I'll get you on that. So I kind of. In case anybody's like, he doesn't know what a popcorn film is. <laughs> I do know what it is, but I use it no, as a he different. Does, I, I do as a no, different. No, you don't. <laughs> it's a different sort of gauge for me. So it's like it's like Jurassic Park. I Jurassic Park, which I just said. Um, I so. Hope everyone's had fun listening in this week. Aye, it's been it's been fun. It's been nice to get. I'm enjoying this every week actually. Aye, same. It's, I same. I love a good. Laugh. I love going to the cinema every week, and I love doing this every week. So hopefully, use listening are enjoying it as well but I think you will be and I've had um, some nice feedback people say I've definitely got the, the voice for this which I was surprised at. I also had the face for it <laughs> oh don't say that James <laughs> remember you've got a bird and I don't <laughs> see I think I look like Timothy Shallow Shallow whatever his name is Ah, if he did like coke for a few years aye just a wee bit, <laughs> wee bit bloated like if I lose like half a stone I think I'd be up there aye it has got a very pointy bone structure. Aye. He's a good-looking boy, to be fair. Aye, thanks. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, but so I was surprised. I thought my voice was a bit boring, but apparently people like it. So it's not quite as silky smooth as say James Earl Jones, but yeah, maybe I'll get there, I'll drink some more um, whiskey, and have a <laughs> cigar. So, well, uh, catch us all next week. And again, if you have any recommendations or reviews or. If your favourite film, you want to kind of hear our opinions on it, just let us know. Kind of reach out to us on the social media pages, Instagram, Hi. Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We've got an email as well. Uh, I think I'll, I think we should do like a an automated kind of cut-in so we can just add to the end of Hi, the podcast Hi. for all our socials, David. I think that'd be cool. But um, yeah, just let us know because, again, even, don't think we just have to talk about new films or things that are kind of popular right now. If we, we could happily go back and talk about films that came out a few years ago or many years ago just let us know yeah, what you want to hear like we say the, the film we see in the cinema could be we only have 10 minutes worth of things to say about it so exactly we're quite like, happy to go back and we might, we might, we might be like Bill and Ted that was good that yeah, was good that was good not much to say on it it was good it's pretty good now let's move on to I don't know like, Jaws Jaws <laughs> Aye, exactly let's say someone out there's favourite movie is Jaws and well, that's also good. No, I'll get that. <laughs> no. But, yeah. Aye. It's been a good week. It's been good. I think we're getting much more professional each week as well. That's it. It was good fun. So hopefully you all enjoyed listening. Yeah, tune in next week. See you all later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>